You are a humble man. Would you like to have a chance to get even? I've never been even in my whole life. You mean I can win everything back? Yes. I got nothing left to bet with. Tell you what, I'll bet you for Felix. Bet Felix? Yeah, you know, he does the washing, the cooking, takes care of stuff. You know. Oh, Bobby, you'll like Felix. <laughs> you know, it's not a bad idea. I don't have to tell him if I lose. He does that stuff anyway. What's the bet? I'm going to make it easy for you. What? I'm going to bet you that you can't type your name right in 10 seconds. <laughs> what do you do? What'd you do? You mucking around with the keys? You rearrange the letters? No, what? no, no. Just psychological pressure. But that's no psychological pressure. I've been writing my name on my column for 10 years. What do you, what do you think, Murray? Well, if you don't crack, you'll be great. <laughs> Just Oscar Madison, right? Right. You got yourself a bet. Now, no tricks, right? No tricks. I type my name in 10 seconds, I get everything back, right? Right. Okay, buddy, you got it. Oscar Madison. Let me pipe. Oscar Madison. Want to increase the bet? Make it for something more interesting? I'm already betting a human being. How can I make it more interesting? Poor Felix. Marie. Okay, Oscar Madison, this is it. For the whole bundle, let's go. Ready? Yeah. Go. One, two, three. There we go. Three, seven seconds. Here we go. <laughs> Oscar Matasoy. I'm not a... Hey, if you had been Chinese, you'd have won. How could I have made a mistake like that? Well, you see the last letter? You typed a Y instead of an E. I know what I do. Oscar, I'm going to give you another chance. Go ahead. You will? Oh, yeah. Isn't he a nice guy? Yeah. Here we go. Ready? Okay. Go. Go. One, two, three. Okay. There we go, seven seconds, and there it is, Oscar Matter Socks. Dave Juskow Podcast, The Nightfly with Dave Juskow here with you in the early weeks of June, by the time this comes out, I suppose. And uh, welcome, everybody. It's a beautiful time in New York City, the best time of the year before it gets too hot, too cold. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, everybody. How you doing? Yeah. All, right. All right. Enough of that voice. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me just uh, introduce you right away to my guest this evening, who I've been begging to get on the podcast many times. He's a very busy man. He's a very mysterious man. And he's a very good friend. Please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Russman Eve, everybody. Thank you. Great to be here. I can't believe it. Russman yes. Eve and his T-shirt. Yes. Well, it is a summer day. Yeah. Russ, you rock a T-shirt no matter what okay. time of the year it is. It doesn't matter. And let me tell you something. There's you and Cousin Frankie. Who you don't know, no. but I'm saying these are guys that I have talked about on the podcast okay. that know how to rock a t-shirt. Oh, okay. You know, and I'm jealous. Well, what is rocking a t-shirt? It means you can wear a t-shirt just around and everybody's oh. okay with it. It's well, like it's I, more sad if you can't rock I a can't. t-shirt. I can't. But isn't it more sad that if you yeah, it's can't, completely then sad. great that you can? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's unbelievable. Saying rocking a t-shirt is, is not awesome. being disgusting. No, it's and great. And a t-shirt. No, I'm sorry, that's all. That's the bar. Yeah, no. That's it. If you can as long rock as you don't it, look gross. If you can wear a white t-shirt, yeah, which is, doesn't have anything on it, 
you know, no designs. Yep. It's not you're not wearing black to slim yourself like I do okay. or anything. I mean, <laughs> it's it's a miracle. Yeah, you're basically wearing an undershirt around. It's yeah. like it would be like a, a woman just wearing a bra okay. around, and it's just fucking badass cool. Thank you, I appreciate that. Everybody knows it, Russ. Oh, you're just cool. I mean, oh, it's like, right. and sometimes when you rock that t-shirt in the winter time, yeah. sometimes you carry a little jacket around, yeah. you swing it over, like you know yeah. how to work it. Yeah. In my next life, I want to be that guy. Okay. I mean, I wish I was kidding or exaggerating in any way, but I'm not. Yeah. What? You know, I don't even know why I'm arguing with you. Because you no, why would a you compliment. argue? Well, it oh, just it's a seems. Compliment. You know, oh, you think I'm making fun? I think you fun? can wear a white t-shirt. I can't. I'm too. Well, what's the problem? Fat. What happens? Oh, my belly is too big. So you're saying no t-shirt ever? No I wear I wear a black t-shirt. Okay. Even when it's hot, I'll wear something like a, a button-down. Okay. Uh, which is more slimming for me. Right. I can sometimes pull off. When we did Grease, mm-hmm. I think I was okay with it when I had that black T-shirt on. Yeah. If you look at the pictures, yeah. it's kind of funny because I don't look fat. I look mm. younger. But this one particular black T-shirt I have, which seems to fall perfectly, Okay. I look okay in it. Yeah. But I could not wear a white T-shirt like that. I know. I look like my. I look like everybody's dad. Yeah. I look like the dad from Arthur. <laughs> In that t-shirt. Well, do you ever think maybe uh, lose uh, whatever the huh? amount of weight would be to huh? not be discussed? Oh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But I, I, no, of course I think about it all the time. I, I mean, I mean, you are, you know, it's like I could talk to you about exercise and weight, and let alone your unbelievable diet. I mean, which is a miracle oh, in itself. But I, I just don't. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I for instance, I mean, recently, uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, I was looking because. Um, last week I was so disappointed in the way I looked. Saturday, mm-hmm. I ordered a bucket of chicken from Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> I was the, so depressed. <laughs> you just even though that's the, the worst thing. Yeah, yeah, I just went for it. I'm like, I'm just gonna <laughs> eat it all. I'm gonna go for it. Fifty two dollars it cost me from KFC. Wow. Because I had to order online. You know, not through Seamless. Like, yeah. it, they're, they're not around here. You ate that whole bucket of chicken. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Who, well, <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying. I didn't eat the whole bucket. It was yeah. just an eight piece, so I only had four pieces. Plus, I had the sides. I had the right. mashed potatoes with the gravy, the macaroni and cheese, coleslaw, a couple of biscuits. Yeah. And, you know, but no soda. I had iced tea. Because, <laughs> so you know, soda's bad for you. After that, it's just they're going to find your body with your tits cut off and, and your head blown off in your, in your bedroom. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty just sure that's how it's going to end. I mean, I, I don't have any... Just with your, well, your I, but, but the funny thing is the day before I was looking up... You know how I used to do Soul Cycle by your house? Yeah. And then my instructor, Lori Sanchez, got fired. You know Lori. Oh, from I didn't know The that. old days in Catch. You remember? Oh, no, you remember? I don't remember. You know yeah, my memory's bad. I oh, but you don't get high. No, but I, Catch <laughs> on 8th Avenue? Yeah. Yeah, she used to be the manager. She yeah, was I was right just starting then, so, you know, I wasn't really... In oh, you place. weren't. Oh, right. I a couple was, weekends. I was already there. the king by then, so it's uh, hard yeah, you, to. You, know, uh, you got a lot of heat on you, Jessica. <laughs> but I was brand new. That's going back a ways. So. Ninety six, it would be. Yeah, two I, years you were in, brand new I then. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Two or three that. years in, maybe. Two. Oh, sometimes I wonder where you came from. I, I don't know mm. when we started to know each other. I've always been curious about that because we're about the same age. You're about five years younger, so yeah. And. Um, I always wonder, yeah, where you came from. You just well, kind of came out of nowhere. Well, did you work at any clubs? What clubs did you? The strip, uh, comic strip, uh, right? Plenty of cool. Yeah. When you say work the clubs, <laughs> I hung out at the clubs. I remember seeing you on an audition for SNL. That was at the comic strip. Yes. That one of my favorite stories because uh, it was very clear they were looking for a colored fella that day oh, because uh, Tracy, right? Tracy Morgan, because yeah. 
if you remember, everybody says it's racist when I said, well, colored, yes, it is racist. But yeah. uh, there was very clear they were looking for a black guy because if you remember the lineup that day, because I remember it vividly, mm-hmm. it was, it, it, the lineup was always white, 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 black, white, 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 black. Right. And that night it was white, black, white, black, white, black. Right. So something was up. Yeah. Clearly, right? I mean, I'm not... I, want, you know, that, I, don't, I don't recall... I, don't, I remember it yeah. vividly because I'm like, Wasn't this Fallon is an odd that? lineup. Who? Wasn't Jimmy Fallon on that? Uh, I think he was Maybe the year Maybe he might have been because uh, that same year, I think we were in Aspen or Montreal together or something. I remember because I've always been waiting to tell this story on if I ever got on a show. Um I was with his manager, and he bombed. He, something, he didn't bomb. He was really funny, but something he had a heckler. Mm-hmm. And um, his manager was crying. She was really pretty, and she was crying. And I was, um, I remember because I was tending to her. Oh, okay. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, first of all, you're the worst manager I've ever seen. That's not how you handle I don't know anything about managing, yeah. but I'm pretty sure he's not going to want to see crying <laughs> yeah. after he had a bad set. Right. Like, the, like a child doesn't want to see their parent crying. Yeah, and, but he, I thought he was really funny. But um, yeah, he might. So that around that time, he might have been yeah. around doing that too. But uh, so you auditioned that night too. You, so you signed no, the contract. No, I wasn't even. Night? No, no, no. Dude. Oh, oh. I because like, I signed a contract that day before I went on. I wasn't. I used that contract as a coaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just. I, I was only like a year or two in, just hanging out. Oh. I was working at SNL then. Uh, oh, just, you were? Yeah, just like, you know, like a gopher. Like, like what, what? Oh, how interesting. My last guest, Chris Regan, was... He, oh, he was just submitting jokes there, but Alex Sulkin was there at that time. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know uh, if he might have been, but... Yeah, so anyway, they used to ask us to go to the auditions if, or if we wanted to go, and I went to that one. I remember Tracy killing, but there was other guys that killed harder, but they, yeah. wanted, they wanted him, clearly. They wanted... They wanted a black guy. Yeah, they I mean, wanted him. They, and they wanted him. Yeah, but yeah. it was just, like I said. He was I mean, very I'm different being, than the rest of the guys. He was more ghetto, more street. More, so ghetto. Yeah, I but, remember but, seeing him in Montreal. He goes, just guy, I can't even believe I'm here. He was even I more can't. than now. Like, yeah, like yeah. Real street. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what? You That's know, why that show him. doesn't work anymore on TBS. I don't think it's doing well because it's like, dude, you, you, you know, everybody knows how much money you have. Now oh, it's yeah, not, right, you can't right, pull right. that street off. Yeah, he You're not that good an actor. But yeah, he, he was, well, he real was the deal. real deal. Yeah, 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 he really, really was. He was terrifying you know, yeah. in many ways. Um, but yeah, he def- that was that time when he got that show. It was amazing. Yeah, so I signed. we had to sign a contract before it went on for five years. I've heard now you have to sign for 12. What's the contract? What do they lock you into? They lock you into a five-year contract of Saturday Just Night Live. for auditioning? Life. Yeah, they tell you how much you're going to make every year in your fifth year. I brought it back to my office where oh, I worked. Oh, I see what you're saying. But, no, but you though, can go on and do other things if they don't pick you, obviously. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah. just saying if you get it, like Tracy, you're locked into us for five years. That's weird. Before, that, that's a preliminary audition, right? I heard it's right? 12 was, now. Yeah, but that, that was your first audition at the, at the comic strip, right? Yeah. They sign you then? Yeah. Wow. I, don't, I wonder why they don't wait until they offer it to you. Because I think that was at the time... You know, with Wayne's World and all, remember all those Saturday Night Live things becoming movies? Mm-hmm. And I think they're like, hey, we're going to lock them in now. We're not going to fool around. And mm-hmm. they did. And then, I, like I said, I heard they made it 12 because they just are not fooling around. And oh, wow. it just, it, it's kind of mean, actually. But what are you going to do? What are you not going to sign that contract? No, I think SNL is a great opportunity. It's, un- you know, it's so. unbelievable that it is still. <laughs> A it's good that, opportunity. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of a miracle that it's forty years later, especially after some like you know rough spots and stuff that it's still popular. No sketch show touches it or ever did. They've tried. Yeah, I know. None touch. It's amazing, and and the, and the talent that they attract, and the celebrities, and 
It's the whole thing. I think it's great. I, I watch the show. I think it's. I watch it every week. Yeah. I saw you tweeted about Amy Schumer. That was very funny. Weeks ago. That I actually, funny. that's the one episode I missed. I have it. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. It was very good. I watch every episode, even the people I have no idea who they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, sometimes. You know, I work with a lot of 22-year-old kids, so I have to watch just so I know who the musical guests are. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, she's uh, Oh, you know, she's pregnant. I found out. Uh, Cardi B, I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the Amy one was good. She'd do a good monologue. The monologue was good. It was good. I'm surprised, too, because, you know, I hadn't seen her in a long time. I've never really seen her act. No, really, neither have I. Really, ever. But I saw, the le- I saw parts of the leather special and was disappointed. I was like, oof, you know. But then... Uh, I saw the monologue in SNL that was excellent. So, you know, who knows? I mean, well, I think um, most of our friends that do, that are comedians that do SNL, and Louis and Chappelle and Amy and uh, even Aziz, I mean, I've never seen a bad monologue. Like, they seem to really concentrate on that because yeah. they know. They're like, this defines me. You it's know, I one. can't be in this show if I don't do this. Still difficult to do. Oh, my God. Well, good, that's why you, you know? if you saw the Larry David one, he did it exactly the way I would do a monologue, where right. he clearly didn't try anything out. <laughs> he had no punchlines, and he just told these stories, you yeah. know, like about yeah. the Holocaust or whatever, and he had nowhere to go. And uh-huh. I'm like, this is brilliant, because this is exactly what I... Now I know if I get on there, I'll just do the exact same thing. Right, right, I'll have right. to be known for something else. It will not be for stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny about thing about Amy is, when I first saw her after, I mean, after knowing her for a long time, I hadn't seen her act either. It's funny how you don't see a lot of people's acts. No, especially people behind you. you like even you, I never them. saw your act. Yeah, and that's then, exactly right. And so. then on my birthday show, which you single-handedly saved, oh, thanks, thank buddy. you so much. I mean, <laughs> wow, what a killer performance. Oh, I mean, it was God, a miracle. Yes. Oh, it was so nice. <laughs> no, it was really, really great. And it's fun to see your friends do well. I remember... Um, couple months ago, I was doing Tom Papa's show, mm-hmm. and Dove Davidoff, who I've known for 20 years, came on the show, never seen his act. Yeah. I don't know how that's possible. He was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, he just does a different kind of comedy, which I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. from you know, his kind of personality. But you're Very, hanging around watching shows, so... I know, but it? it's like weird. I just hadn't seen him before. It yeah. just, you know, I, sometimes I go in, you know, just to see a tell, and then I'll leave, you know, yeah. unless you're on next or something, you know, like, I mean... You know, it's hard. I, I, you know, you go down to see a tell. Everybody goes down to see a tell, and then we just come up. But then you feel guilty about not staying around for somebody else no, or I something. Don't. You know, I don't. I don't. I, I try. I'm just like trying it. to be polite. I don't, <laughs> I don't feel guilty at all. But I'm uh, out of there immediately. Yeah, me too. Uh-huh. But with Amy, I remember seeing her act, and I don't know where we were. And I'm like, is? And I was looking around. I'm like, is anybody else noticing this, or is she doing Wendy Liebman's act? Like I, I couldn't believe it. I was yeah. like, I'm, I was like looking around. I'm like, does anybody else notice? And apparently nobody else noticed in, until recently. You know when this all came out. I mean, you know, and now a year or two ago, when when Wendy Liebman must have noticed and said, "Somebody's doing my act verbatim." The mm. the, the nuances that she would bring, yeah, and went to uh, the the show with Howard Stern, the, the America's Got Talent, mm-hmm. where she didn't do well. She did well the first time, then because she wasn't ready, and then people put stuff together that she Amy actually ended up. I don't think she stole it at all. I think it's like a coincidence. Everybody emulated somebody in the beginning. Right. Everybody. But um, they put the two jokes together like on YouTube. It was the exact oh, same if it, thing. Oh, if you're stealing jokes, that's So I don't that's know. Somebody a... was complaining that she stole one of Attell's jokes once. But I, yeah. I find that difficult to believe that she, you know, I don't think she would do that. But I, I have to hope. But uh, yeah, yeah Wendy <laughs> Lee, but she was doing Wendy Liebman's act. But who would know? Yeah. Except you and me. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, who would know well, I that? I probably wouldn't even know. You have to be I, over 40 I, I to... I don't even... 
But Wendy Liebman. I barely remember Wendy Liebman. I remember her because. I'm the most non. <laughs> in, in, yeah, I really don't know what, even what, know what's happening, really, with comedy. I mean, I do my act. Well, that is why you are a fascinating individual. Oh, thanks, pal. But, I but, really but don't when know you started doing comedy, you must have gotten into it for a reason. You must have seen people. And Wendy was already very established by the time you started. Yeah, I mean, if I saw her again, I'd say, oh, yeah. But now, as you talk about it, I'm, I'm trying to remember what she does exactly what's it like the misdirection at the end with yeah the and, and then and then kind of the you know under her breath kind of thing yeah you know i can't even explain it you know yeah, yeah but the misdirection i guess like uh i i can't even make an example i'm horrible doing other yeah. people's jokes yeah. but she could have been as big as seinfeld she was there she was pretty yeah, but everybody women, could have been this is all these no, no no but she was right there yeah like i'm saying i agree with you but she she was she was very pretty if women were more like they are now in comedy, I think she would have been much more successful. Yeah, she was very pretty. She had a a niche. Is that is that the right word? Yeah. No, niche or whatever yeah. niche. Yeah. Um, and I think she really could have gotten. She was right there. I think she might have had a show for a while or something, but nobody cared about female comics at that time. This is why it's great. This is why being successful is a big deal. Is because most people cannot have it. That's the that's the critical part of the formula. I wouldn't know. I'm yeah. a huge well, success, I'm so I don't have saying. to worry about this. But I know other people. I feel bad for them. Well, I'll make an example. <laughs> so look at these half hour specials from Comedy Central. We used yeah. to do them and all that. So um, how difficult is that to do? It takes years to have a half hour of seamless. Com- is it a big deal? No. Why not? Because they hand out to so many. Why is it a big deal when somebody makes it like a Seinfeld level? Because no one else can have it. It's a, the critical part of the formula is is that worthy people cannot have it, and that's why it's amazing. Yeah, that's it. That's a good point. It's a critical part of the. Yeah, it's not like Jerry was like a great guy or anything. Like you know, he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> if everybody had a show, yeah, with their last name, everybody, all the comics, like they like uh, the amount that got specials. It wouldn't be a big deal anymore. The critical part of the equation good point. is that no one else can have it, <laughs> or very few. Well, if you take, but it's funny how I've always talked about how comics. It's funny that they, especially in the '90s, when you. It's funny that you say you were starting then because I always think you're. We're around a lot longer. '93, I started in '90 around '95, '96, '97. I mean, they were just plucking comics out of uh, open mics and giving them television series and development deals. Do you remember? No, I don't remember that. I, I remember... Who, who was getting them in? Everybody was. Like, it was just like... I'm, I mean, look at the successful television shows that are around. They're all based on stand-up comics. It's weird who, since from they're that not era, actors. Though, got it. From who, that era? From 96, 7. Geraldo, I remember. Definitely Geraldo. I wasn't even good one. enough yet. I mean, it takes like five, six, seven years to kind of Wait, get it footing, It used to for us. Like, oh, back right. in the day, it used to take... Now <laughs> well, who, it seems to take a, like an hour and a half. I don't who, know. Who was getting stuff? Um, that well, was... that's the thing. They weren't... They might not have been Seinfeld sustainable, but they were all. Everybody was getting development deals. It seems. Sue Costello, like, I remember. Sue Costello is the greatest example of all time, okay. because she was truly plucked. It somebody was there, you know, from CBS. It was CBS, I remember, and said, "Oh my God, I found the girl for the show we're doing called Paulie Dodge." Okay, uh, about a girl from Boston. I found her. Yeah, that but- was just that was a. Just stroke of luck. Well, she had that unique thing, that Boston attitude girl. Yeah. Who else? But they had that? plugged no her else. into a show that was already done. Yeah. Then after that, which it didn't go anywhere, I think it was just the pilot. Mm-hmm. Then she got her own show, which of All course right. is my favorite story, called Costello. Well, is because, the story behind that? Oh yeah, it's the best story oh, because God. Um, poor Sue. She's, well, 
you know. Yeah. But uh, then that's when she started going crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would like to have her on the podcast, but I'm terrified of her. Yeah. So I can't. Right. But um, that show, so it was all Costello. You know, I'm doing the voice. I'm doing, uh, who's the guy that used to do the Giants uh, with John Madden uh, on CBS? Uh, I know who you're talking about. The punter? Was a, no, no. He was a drunk. Um, yeah, he was a punter. Oh, he was a punter? Yeah. Phil, not, it's not Rizzuto, obviously. Oh, it's, uh, I, no, I know exactly who you're talking about. He was about. great. And he was on for years until yeah. he was an old man. And he, he was died, a pro but player, I heard he too. was a drunk. Yes, uh, big yeah. time. Yeah, that's what I heard. And he'd be like, I'll, I'll come it up on an all-new Costello. Sue gets to, goes to the dentist. You know, I mean, they were making it all during football season. An all-new yeah. Costello. An all-new Costello is going to be the biggest show on Fox. And then, and, th- and it's just so funny the way this has all gone down now, which would make anybody crazy. I mean, if it was me, I'd probably go insane, too, just because of now how it's all in. But that was the same year, so we could ju- tell you exact year, that Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were trying to beat Roger Maris's record. Yeah. And all of a sudden, and this has never happened before, and it'll never happen again, Fox started airing local Cardinals games all around the nation. Mm. To, because, you know, you, you're... Oh, because uh, of that. Yeah, okay. They usually just, it's your own market. And right, that's right. They're never prime time. They're on, you know, your SNY or your local Boston station. Yep. But that year, because it was so epic and the ratings were ridiculous, and it was an amazing season... Yep. Her show was kept postponed, postponed, oh, okay. postponed, and then they're like, eh, let's just cancel it. Really? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. So when you think about how they were all wow. on steroids yeah. and like, what a loser and asshole, that would make me even mad. That would really make me angry where if I wasn't stable already, it might push me over the edge. Yeah, right, you know, like right. let alone that push me over the edge. Then when you find out five years after that that they're all assholes, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like even worse. Oh, she could prove that. It'd be great she sued him. Yeah, yeah, she should. That'd be hilarious. Well, that would get her back in the news that again, too. That would be one too. of the funniest. <laughs> but it's like one of my favorite stories in a way, just because it's just so... It's like, what would happen to me if I got a show? Yeah. That would definitely happen to me. They're going to air random Cardinals games? Amazing. Are you kidding? Who would have saw that coming? Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. even Cubs games. It was all Mark McGuire. They wouldn't air... It was just Cardinals for some reason. Fox must have had some sort of deal. Wow. I guess the Cubs had their local station, or maybe they were on a super station. So I, I don't know, but, uh, but wait, yeah. she didn't have a full season, did she? I think she had thirteen, maybe eight episodes she, it, that she shot and aired. I think only three of them aired. There, there's oh, more. so they they shot them. Oh, absolutely. And then pushed it off with the series, and then yeah. bagged the the last eight or whatever. Yeah. Or, okay. It, she, I mean, she just got screwed. Yeah. You know, like they didn't even give it a chance because. You know, they're like, but we're getting these mammoth ratings with but Mark after, McGuire. I, I, the only part that doesn't make sense is that once that's over, that little battle with the Sammy Sosa and You would McGuire, think they'd... Well, they spent the money on the episodes, and they were going to put them on anyway. They only delayed it because of those games, you're saying. Yeah. Why not air them? Uh, <laughs> I think they were just... It just... I think they realized it just... The show wasn't... Ha- like, maybe the two they aired didn't do well already... And they're like, why are we bothering pushing the show on everybody? Because yeah. they plugged it and plugged it. Like I said, that guy, I can't believe we can't both remember his name, um, was plugging every Giants game. Like, uh, and, uh, and <laughs> like, uh, Phil Swift throws and it's touchdown, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and coming up, speaking of touchdowns, <laughs> Sue has a touchdown of her own this week when yeah. she goes to the dentist. I just remember the All dentist right. episode. I don't know why yeah. they have her in the chair. I'm like, oh, this looks not hilarious. <laughs> you know, but you look at that example, you hear, you know, the stories about Seinfeld. It's like it was almost canceled and this oh, he, and that. Yeah, so close. Yeah. I mean, she could have had the, you know, why her not? and him why and, not the, her? and the Dick Van Dyke show both got resurrected by summer reruns. Mm hmm. 
which oh, you know, wow. I don't even think they do anymore. You yeah. Know? Yeah, the Dick Van Dyke show was definitely going to be canceled. And then the summer reruns, people found it just like they found Seinfeld. And it's funny because that first season, I can't watch. I think it's unwatchable. Which one? The Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, I agree. And, and I can watch that so show many every day. Yeah. The and first the season, first, like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, it's just Kramer. Go, go watch the first season of The Simpsons and see what you think. Oh, yeah. Well, there's, I guess there's still a couple episodes that I... It's hard to watch the animation. Dude, <laughs> you can't believe it made it. Like you can't, and, and it's amazing. An amazing show. Yeah. That it was given the chance through those beginning terrible animation. Joke's not funny. But it's funny because I probably remember so much of it because it, it was funny enough. Like, On the know, Omen or, show was funny? No, no, no. I was talking but about the actual But that was the start. Simpsons. Yeah, no, that was horrible. It's yeah. amazing that show made it and was yeah. became so so great. So great. It's yeah. uh, it's like next week it, or maybe it already, it becomes the longest running show in television history, the longest running scripted show yep. in television history. Yep. Do you want a napkin or something? No, or, why? Oh, I don't know. It looked like you were no, ready okay. to do something. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, that's why I was saying. Why did you start so late? Comedy. What were you doing? It's twenty three. Oh, is that late? Wait, Oh, uh, 93, I was, oh, probably 23 I was, I said that, right? Yeah, yeah. 23, 93, I was 23. Oh. Oh. Is that late? When did you start? No, 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 I started at 19, I guess, but um, in 1983, (laughs) so. Oh, so how old were you? You were young. I was 19. Wow. Yeah, I I went to Pips my first time and did it all the summer long. 19, wow, man. Yeah, well, you know, um, I went to college and everybody's like, you should do, you know, you know, always you know, I'm a funny guy. Yeah. I'm just not funny on stage. Oh, come you know? on. <laughs> and, uh, that's impressive. You know, everybody was like, you do this. And I'm like, nah, I really want to try it somewhere else first. And, uh, I always tell this story. The, uh, Letterman had the owner of Pips on late at his last guest. Do you, do you remember Pips? Have you ever heard of it? I Brooklyn? heard of it. I think I might've went once. Yeah. And he had the owner on in this place. I'd never heard of it before. And he's like, yeah, you come down Wednesdays. We'll sign you up, put you on the open mic, you know, put you up. And I'm like, oh, I'll do that. And then I went the next week, and I thought there'd be a line out the door. There was no one. Wow. And I went to the bartender. I'm like, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm here to do the open mic. He's like, oh, go see the color guy in the back. And uh, <laughs> it was this guy, Jesse Kitten, okay. who used to say, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm shit. just kidding. Jesus. <laughs> but I loved it there. I, yeah. uh, the second night, they asked me to MC, and I didn't know how to do it. But I said, oh, yeah, no problem. You know, because you know, th- you this is like your that. second time on stage. They ask you to MC. Yeah, and I was wow. just like, oh, yes, because I was from the the acting world, where you just say yes to anything. Like, yeah. uh, you know, can you can you tap dance? Of course. And then you go home and learn it. You know, whatever. Yeah, but right. yeah, I just figured. I was like, well, if I use all my material in between, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just figured it out. You seem like the kind of guy that would have a natural. Uh, it would come quickly to you, your the presence on stage. You seem like that type. <sighs> yeah, but I can't seem to bring my presence on stage. Like I can't. You got it. The jokes take a lot of work. Well, the jokes are the problem. The presence yeah. is okay. Like I know how to do stand up, and I know how to tell the jokes. Yeah, it's very written. But the, the, I don't have the material. Form. And but I mean, meanwhile, everybody tells me just talk about your life because there's no, certainly that, funny I'll stuff. Tell you, but let me tell you, I the can't. jokes. It's a very written driven art form, and the jokes got to be there in stand up. Unless you have some kind of really explosive funniness like a Chris Farley kind of yeah but it's a very the writing in, in that particular art form well I stink joke. at writing that's, I that's can't form punchlines 
and I can't come up with anything at the top of my head. Now that doesn't mean you're <laughs> not. I mean, you you'll be great in acting and you know in sketch comedy. I'm sure, all that, but stand up itself, you got to have that punchline. Yeah, That's it. and I don't. You've seen me uh, perform before. We do the Godfather and stuff. It's uh, it's horrible. All I do is I'm like good now in the Six Million Dollar Man. You might remember. <laughs> <laughs> I went up those just, references. Me and uh, <laughs> why? <laughs> what it makes Noam laugh. That's really the only important. Oh, okay. Thing, right? <laughs> you know, there's an argument for that because Rachel told me he's like Noam thinks you're really funny. I'm like he does. What is he, retarded? <laughs> what do you put in there, then? Oh, um, I, I'm terrified. I can't. That's I don't want to blow it because I was banned from there for a period of like two years. And I, I don't want that to happen again because, Russ, I get very depressed sometimes, you know, because, you know, life has been a little cruel. Okay. And um, the funny thing is I, when I am depressed, if I go to the cellar, I get happy. I, the cellar family. Mm-hmm makes me like feel like I belong somewhere Okay, but with people my own age and uh, or people of all ages, but there's people of my own age there, the people that aren't married and we can all be misfits together. Yeah. And there's something to be said for that. You know, I think you should ask the host. You'll make money. That would probably be a good thing for me. Yeah. I but I would probably need, to, I, I think SD would truly let me do it, mm-hmm. but I, I just don't want to blow my, I'm so really worried don't about it all. Yeah. Wow. All right. Just show up and keep doing what I'm doing, and uh, I don't know. I'm telling you, unless I was totally prepared, I, I, I just, I can't blow it there. You know, I've blown it at so blowing many different it means places. You, you, the the hang, you'll, you're blowing. I feel like I would blow the hang as okay. well. Okay, well that's something different. Like you know, I always have like a reputation, you know, from the past that I just hold on to. <laughs> like, okay, because nobody knows why I'm sitting at the comics table. They're just yeah. like, hey, he seems okay. Yeah, it tells seems to know him. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's it then. Yeah, I don't. I'm very afraid of that. I I don't. It's the one place I don't want to mess yeah. up. I've okay. messed up everywhere I've ever. Well, where else are you going to do stand up? Nowhere. Oh, I mean the only place is that stupid Broadway club, which I hate, which I won't go to. Oh, anymore. I love it there. I know you do. I, do. I cannot figure it out for the <laughs> life of me. That place is disgusting. It smells disgusting. Yeah, it's because I know you love it there. The crowds are great, and the sound system's good. What more do you want? See, I don't think the sound system's good there. Oh, it's good. I know you like it there. I like that red room. I like that one. I like the upstairs yeah. one. You play the downstairs one with yeah. the real people. Uh, <laughs> I like to play like the show folk. People for me, I, for, I don't need a beautiful club. If this, if there's audience is full and they're you know they can speak English at least, yeah, <laughs> and the sound system's good, I, I'll go anywhere. Yeah, that's the only place um, I play. Although uh, the um, the New York Comedy Club I like a lot, and Emilio's been very nice to me, oh, and good. he always wonders why I don't. Call in for spots. Why don't you call in? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It would be helpful with everything else. I mean, I talk about this with people all the time. I don't know what to do. I'm yeah. very confused. I like, what's your story? I mean, you yeah, call in, but you are a comic. You're a professional comedian. That's how you make a living. Yeah. But then you also have these things on the side, which nobody knows about. They're very secretive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> very secretive. You're no, always I, I traveling. I in, inventions and projects. And I know, but that's amazing. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's the beauty because you know one's going to hit well, and it's going to be uh, ridiculous. I don't know that. It has to. It's a, I've always said, you throw out a thousand ideas. One, like when, when I was trying to pitch shows all the time, <laughs> yeah. if I could throw out a thousand ideas, one of them's going to stick. And the, the one that I finally got and they bought and whatever was that cooking show that lasted two episodes for the right. Food Network, you know, because uh-huh. I'm like, it's a thousand harebrained schemes. One of them's going to work. Well, I'll tell you what does happen is that a lot of time the, times the main goal doesn't work, but these collateral side things happen. Uh, and 
and there's a lot of benefits from trying things. A lot. Well, I always um, say to people, and on this podcast, all the time, just going to the cellar sometimes for me, mm-hmm. getting out of the house, going to the cellar, good things happen. Yeah. So like I went last Tuesday or two Tuesdays ago for Tom's show when I was hanging around. I saw Fitzsimmons, and he must have called, and I did a reading for Crashing uh, last week or something. You know, oh, I know, you know, I want to get back on that show and everything. So it's just like hanging out and seeing people that reminds you that reminds them that you exist. Right. And always good things happen from just hanging around that stupid McDougal yeah. Street. You yeah. Know? Sure. Um, and it, it's just, you know, even doing the shows that I do, it's just good to be out and people know you're alive and mm-hmm. and then other things uh, spread from that, you know, right. like they stem from that. Right. So I, what you're saying is the exact same thing, you know, yeah. from these uh, inventions could come like, well, uh, Russ, we don't like this idea, but we do like a little bit what you're talking about. What about, like, yeah, I yeah, guess, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and then, then the people that you meet and I was just on, I was just con. <laughs> In contact with this scientist from Berlin over something, and it's just it's just a very fascinating uh, path to go on when you when you just keep pushing it and pursuing it. And, and you travel to all these places that you talk yeah, to these right. people, right? Like you yeah. go to Tokyo and stuff like that. Well, I've been to like uh, Madrid and Barcelona, all and, for business purposes. Yeah, right? business. Do they some, fly some, you out, or do you go out there both. saying, "I want to pay yep. my own way because I think this is worth it"? Both. I've had it both happen. You know, I went to uh, Mobile World Congress, which is a big tech thing in Barcelona. You know, so. Um, it's so funny because if, it's amazing adventures. If really. you were pit- pitching to me, I would just be like, "Let's just buy whatever he says." Look, at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, buddy. <laughs> I mean, because you must look good. You're probably wearing a suit when you go. You're not yeah, wearing a t-shirt yeah. there. Something you look perfect. You look like you got everything going on. It's oh. like that's a that's a thing. That is a thing. <laughs> that's ninety percent of it. You're yeah. a handsome fella. Oh, thanks, pal. I mean, you take, but you work at it. You take care of yourself. You eat well. You eat. You have the strangest eating habits. Let me tell you, folks. I mean, yeah. it's not habits. It's just the system that Russ has come up with. The only other person I know that does it is Artie's sister. Well, she got it from me. I was wondering, I did think. she get it anyway, from you? Because she was telling me, my suggestion, you anyway. only eat every two days, right? Sometimes every well, three do, days. It's kind of, you know, I've, I've uh, played around with it, but I've been doing it for about eight to nine years. So now I do three days on, three days off with the food. Did you develop this system or did no, you I, read it somewhere? read it, of course. So I read it. This is eight years. It's catching on now a lot. But I read it uh, years ago, and uh, the health benefits that come from it are amazing. But it doesn't so said, make any sense. It? it doesn't add up that that's healthy for you. I mean, every other study says yeah. you should never fast like that. Well, you know, how did you I, find? Well, I know that you've never read about it. I mean, it's obvious by the way right. you're speaking. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I'm just saying, but I've read other dietary things about yeah. other things, and but why not? That I get one? what why you're not saying. Look into that because, one? well, first of all, there's no way. I can't open with that. If I was going to diet and I was going to exercise, yeah. I can't open with that diet. Let's just start by eating salads. You know, start there. Well, but the good thing, do you have, see, I like to overeat. Like, I want to eat as much as I, I want. I love watching you on your eating days. Yeah. It's like my favorite right. thing because you, well, when we go to the diners together, which we do often with Artie and Dave, it's a bloodbath. It's great because you order like two dishes. You'll get like a <laughs> bunch of eggs and then you'll order something else. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. I really enjoy watching you eat because you're enjoying it so much, yeah. you know? Yep. It's like uh, Robert De Niro on Goodfellas after he's killed everybody. He's just so happy <laughs> that Tommy's going to be made. and he's, Everything's going his way. He's eating the food. He's so right. happy. Love it. No, but that's if you like to overeat or you have a, uh, an issue with that, which I do, um, it's the gr- greatest diet because, like, one slice of pizza would annoy me, dude. I, I want the whole fucking pie. Me too. Or I don't want any, and this works for me. So I'd rather not eat a day or two and then have as much as I want, what I want, uh, when I do eat. So 
I didn't know that you could overindulge like that in a way. So I didn't know you went three days off, three days on. I thought you went three days off, one day on. I used to do one day on, one day off. Oh, this is new. Yeah. So yeah, because it, I, I, I felt like I had How that. How can you I had not eat w- for three days? Your body adjusts as you do it over time. It gets easier. You drink easier. water. Yeah. You drink coffee. You've told me. Yep. And sometimes I'll, I'll you even, even drink alcohol. Yeah. Right. You have a couple of drinks. Yeah, I'm not gonna check out a life. And you know. work out yeah. during those days when you're not eating. The body adjusts. How do you go home? This is the problem I have. I come back from work. I've already had lunch. I'd love to not eat. Yeah. But I'm so bored. It's the hardest part. It is the hard. It's at, hard at for night, you too. That makes me feel better. The two hardest parts are at night. Cause you have, that's like a nice finish line to have uh, the eating at night when yeah. you're home. Um, and so the social aspect of it stinks, you know, yeah. everybody's eating you're like, and, and at some well, point, that's why when we go to the, all go to the diner together, I mean, that has to be on one of your nights or do you just break it? No, no. It tell gets mad. It seems like you always eat when I'm there. Well, it's, maybe it's, I never notice I'm selfish. It's nights that I'm eating, <laughs> but it tell gets mad if I'm not eating, you know? Well, of course he gets mad. we yeah. we think, first of all, tell looks great too. He's been working out. He yeah. really looks, he looks good. Right. He's, he's, he's worked at it. Right. I'm happy for him. Yeah. But we consider ourselves kind of fat guys, and we don't want to sit there eating when somebody else isn't eating. Well, tough. At some point, you got to put your foot down, you know, and that's it. But then, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. I mean, you just survive on water and coffee those mm-hmm. three days. Yeah. And then that third day. And do a drink eat? at night. I'll, I'll have a drink or two at night. Which, for me, would lead to eating. That's like, true. That's it's hard. I wouldn't be able to concentrate. I'm like, I'd be like, fuck yeah. it. You know, I'm I'm drunk. I need to eat something. Yeah. Well, hard. the thing is, if you let's say you did one day on, one day off, um, and it was nighttime, you come home as you described from work, and you want to eat, just have a drink or two, and just say tomorrow, if I just get to bed tomorrow, I can have as much as I want. Just so start you like do that. Have that too. It's so funny that you sit at home, and you know, if you haven't been doing comedy, even if you have, you're up yeah. for another three hours or yeah. something, and. You know, and I mean, in your apartment, sometimes, you know, the fun is sitting in the kitchen watching TV. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I, I enjoy it. I feel so comfortable there. Thank you. You know, that's like the worst thing that can happen, though. <laughs> your apartment is so adult decorated. We've always said, Atel used to say before I finally saw it, it's like decorated so well. Yeah, already. This say, is yeah. what I can look at this place. Is yeah. what I'm saying it's the complete opposite. <laughs> It's decorated by a 10-year-old boy. Yeah. It looks like you're moving out. It so. looks like I'm moving out or moving in. Yeah, I mean, it's like I've been this... I haven't yeah, like moved in. these boxes. It looks yeah. like you moved in like a week ago. Yeah. I don't... Because I don't know how to decorate. It's like I always... It's the one thing that maybe I'm not gay. It's yeah. like I'm like, well, he has no decorating skills, so right. he's clearly not gay. But you could do... And no fashion you easily... Sense. Wouldn't take much in here. That's what know? people say all the time, but nobody... Uh, we got to spend some money, too. Well, that, too. Probably cost you, you know. 10000 yeah, it's not worth it. I'd rather get oh, okay. um, hair. <laughs> Wait, what was that comment? I'd rather get hair. If what? I'd rather get oh, hair. Oh, you'd rather get hair? Yeah. So why don't you do it? I might. Okay. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I'm heavily thinking about it lately. This Look, girl told me, told me about this guy that she knows, uh, a Jewish guy who went to Turkey to do it. It was half mm-hmm. price. Why is he going to Turkey? Oh, it's half price. Have, like, yeah, it was like 3000 bucks or something. And then, Dude, uh, I, saw, I see Tom Brady's hair and I'm amazed. You think he did it? I I know he did. Oh, yeah. Well, they probably... were goofing on him on ESPN because he was caught coming out of a uh, hair replacement. <laughs> yeah, one of those. Oh, and he went to one of those. Of him ones? on the internet uh, before he got it, where he's clearly receding. You know and what? If you look at his father, it's the same receding hairline. He sucks. He should just let himself go because he doesn't need to have a full head of hair. I mean, he's got the beautiful wife right. He's already got the money. He can just give up. Yeah. It's not necessary. Yeah. 
Um, well, that makes all of us happy. Yeah. What do we, this guy's got to have one flaw. Finally. <laughs> Thank God. But yeah, I don't see any problem with if with getting it if that's what you want. I do. Yeah. I think it'll. Well, who may know? I mean, you know, it's a, it's got to be the whole package, of course. But you know, you got to have the confidence anyway and feel better about yourself. But if that makes me feel better about it, listen, that's why I just colored my hair today. You can see how black it is. I can't. Oh, tell. You can't tell? No, it's uh-huh. the same as it always does. Uh, well, I colored it like today, so what is it that was very gray. What, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's jet black. Um, I've been coloring it darker because it hasn't been holding, so I've been coloring uh, it like okay. darker. But I need two days for it to. Get to it because yesterday it was perfect. It was a little gray like yours, you know, like it looks. I could live with that. Yeah. But then letting it go one more week, it's so gray, and then, you know, it looks like I have less hair. Right. So with the black, it looks a little bit fuller. Right. It still obviously look bald, but it's like it. It makes me happier. You no, know? I get like, it. I My know. mind's really going gray. I mean, it's gray in the front now. Yeah, but it's, it's perfect. Oh, thanks. <laughs> no, it is because it's just gray on the sides, like the like the way they used to draw Superman when he got older in the future. You know, like, <laughs> he still was totally distinguished, a full head of hair because he's funny. Superman. He can't lose his hair, right? right. At, at least you know if he's on this planet, <laughs> with the yellow sun. That's funny. But, but it was all graying on right. the sides, and he looked great. Oh. You know? <laughs> all right. But that's you know, well, I don't some know, gray looks know. good though. I think Richard Gere never looked better. Yeah. Then when he was in Pretty Woman and it was like yeah. a little gray. He looked oh, yeah, amazing. No, absolutely. Well, yeah. Every, yeah. Well, I thought I was just going to be gray. I didn't think I was going to. I've been gray since I was like 16. I didn't think I was actually going to go bald. That's not even fair. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you're gonna, I feel like, well, I don't mind going gray. I'll always have my hair. And then what is this? But I think this is all stress related. I think this came from a job I took back in the 90s oh. that really stressed me out. Uh, on the flip side, if it's generic, uh, it would make sense. I have the most hair any male in my family's ever had. Okay. So I guess you have, was... Were you one of those guys with the big, thick mops growing oh, up? Oh, yeah. And then... I had a okay. Jufro. Huge. All those guys lost their hair. It's amazing. All those Jewish guys that had the afro yeah. lost their hair. I'm they always amazed by bald. that because I always had like shitty hair growing up, but it, it, and I thought I was definitely going bald, and I just didn't. And then all these guys with these thick... Yeah, heads of hair. I couldn't. You know, they're they're bald now. Yeah, it's I know it's weird. All that my you can go through my high school yearbook and see all of us with our Jufros. Wow. And I had a huge. I'll send you a picture. Uh, yeah. Because you'll love it. Okay. <laughs> you got the old nose and the old hair. Wow. And uh, nobody looks more Jewy. Uh, <laughs> and and yeah, I mean, just all of us, all of the guys that I knew that had the huge fros are wow. all completely bald. Wow. Yeah. Or look like me. Or with some hair left, but yeah, well, it's I weird. You go I for it, that is. But find uh, out where Tom Brady went, or get something similar, because what he did is amazing. It is good. Yeah, you see him. I didn't even notice it was done. You that's the beauty of it. You can't tell. You know, I just figured he had like some. He's got the top of the line. Yeah, I mean, exactly, he's not going right. to get anything. Shit, you know. Yeah, I want to get like the shitty one where it looks like it's done. <laughs> <you know? laughs> oh, that's the yeah. worst. <laughs> Well, I think Ben Affleck, too, I believe. Oh, no, he definitely had it done. I hate yeah. that guy so much, so yeah. I don't mind telling I mean, yeah, that guy definitely that guy definitely had it done. He had it done in the 90s, I think, because yeah. he was totally him. You could, it looks obvious. I mean, I'm, when, when you see him, yeah. like in pictures and stuff, like, you could, it looks like a fake. Yeah, that guy ugh, yeah. really gets my goat. <laughs> but there's, well, here's, well, here's something we were just talking about. I can't, this is so weird. Yeah. If you got into comedy <laughs> in 93. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, I'm thinking. I was thinking it's '93. Okay, so in 2000, and now the, the reason, one of the reasons I asked Russ to come here, let alone we always talk about him on the show, because you're my friend. Oh, okay. Um, and we spend a lot of time together with yeah. the talent, Artie, and stuff. Oh, by the way, um, what's happening with Artie? 
I don't know. Mr. Arnie Lang. I don't know. Have you been seeing he's him as much contact. as he used to? Oh, is he out of contact he's again? He's off radar, yeah. I know he was in the hospital last week. Yeah. And then he was out of the hospital again. And I heard he had a court appearance. Or he's caught one coming in. And then he tends to go to the hospital before the court. And then, I don't know, blah, 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 blah. As far as I'm I worried know, he's about home. him. I'm worried because, I don't you know. be worried. I'm worried he's going to end up either dead or in jail. Yeah. No, he's in the throes of the deepest addiction, so I don't know. I've been talking right. to a lot of the people that are crashing. They don't know what to do. Yeah. No, I'm heartbroken over it, to be honest. You're, like, probably his best friend. I would like to say that. I don't even know. I mean, I haven't seen the guy in so long or heard or, you know. He called me from the hospital when he was last in, and he was, it was old Artie on the phone, you know. Just it like always is. Very though, right? with yeah. it. Not always. Sometimes he's a little out of it, you know, but well, right when he with calls it you. and caring and great. And, and, like, you can't believe... The guy you're hearing on the phone is doing these things. Like he's he's so with it and there and and smart and and you just you can't. It's it's hard to uh, believe that he the thing the guy you're hearing on the phone you can't believe is doing the things that he's doing. That's it. It's that simple. Yeah, it's frustrating what he's doing to his mom and his sister and his friends. Um, and everybody just but loves I don't get him mad so at that. Much. It's it's more sadness over the the addiction has him. You know, yeah. I don't get his mom is you know. I, that that's heartbreaking. <clears throat> He's not doing it intentionally, though. I know that. So that's you know, that's it. It's just very sad. But know? yeah, but the whole country's in a crisis over it. You know, the world probably. With the yeah, and it's the worst part. You know, I mean, everybody knows I got a gambling problem, and yeah. you know, but I and I admit it, just like he admits that he's got a problem with drugs. You know, uh, and it's funny that you can admit it. Yeah, you know, you have it. Yeah, and you can't stop. Right. Everybody. But I worry, maybe gambling is similar, but um, with opioids or drugs, you hit a point where your brain just turns over and there's no going back. And that's what I'm worried about. Like, it, ju- it just, you know, these new pathways are established and it's altered and you just can't go back to not having it. That's what I worry about. Mm. You know, that's inter- right. Yeah. Is that the same with gambling? I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was able to stop for a couple of years and then I just. Nothing got better in my life, so I just kept going, uh, or I started yeah. again, and then um, now I clearly can't stop again. So, how much are you losing? You know, not epic amounts. Did you say but or? Yeah, I mean, it's just a couple of grand sometimes, you know. But I have to keep asking friends sometimes and stuff. I pay oh, them back okay. lately. I used to not pay them back, which is where I got in a lot of trouble with friends back wow. in the day. Um, lost some friends, you know. Um, well, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, uh, you know. But uh, you know, I just I'm just so bored with my life. Sometimes I come home, and if I'm not going to eat, I'll gamble. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I yeah. mean, it's it's bad. Um, I know. I'd sit at home, and I'm like, well, there's still ten o'clock games. You know, whatever. Because I I just have nothing to do. I just play games on my phone. I need a hobby, huh. and I thought comedy could be it, but I really don't care for that either. I get I'm it. not sure what to do. Plus, you know, I work during the day, so sometimes I come home, and I'm like, well. I worked all day, but what did I really do all day? I didn't do anything. I just yeah. sat in a chair and, you know. Why don't you just see what happens if you get into, like, a pretty intense gym thing? Just see what happens. Yeah. I like, tried that. I tried that, too. Yeah. I was going to the gym at night. I've tried it. Uh-huh. And, like, we were talking about the Soul Cycle, and she got fired, so then I stopped that for a while. I just need a new regimen. And I wanted to try some. My sister and her kids and her brother-in-law swear by kickboxing. They love it. There's one right down the street. Yeah. I mean, that could be fun. What about weights? I don't think that's for me. Why? It's I don't know. I just can't picture myself Weight's doing that. It's the greatest thing. It is? Oh. Yeah, but you look like you belong in a 
wait. You know, I well, just I didn't can't. always. You know, I had to start going to do it. I don't believe that for a minute. Oh, absolutely true. <laughs> Look at you. Absolutely. Yeah, I came out <laughs> of my mother's womb like this. No, I think you, why not try and see what happens. If you fail, go back to gambling. You can always go back to gambling. Can I do both? You can't. Well, <laughs> we're trying. <laughs> Hopefully, you come home, you feel good, you're tired, and you want to go to sleep. And Are you going to play the new club in Vegas? The uh, catch? The, I don't uh, know. Tell talks about uh, him going and bringing who he wants, and he mentioned it to me, and he would host, and I would do that. That'd be fun. No, 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 no. I mean, just, I mean, no. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The Vegas club from the South. Why would he have to host? I, Mark well, Cohen's I, the host. Yeah, I don't this know. This is I, just a standard lineup. Of, well, I, did, I just enjoyed that, that you know, prospect of us, uh, uh, the friends going. Maybe you would go, you know? I would totally go just to go yeah. with you guys. Well, hopefully because you I, I went... In April, I told you I was going. Oh, yeah, it was, was closed. Oh, sh- the place was goddamn closed. I was so furious, but Did I wasn't. Did the show furious. ever go on? N- no. There's never been a show there. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. We're talking about the Comedy Cellar Vegas, yeah, that's, right? Right. Now there is. They are back. Okay. They're doing shows again. Okay. And that's. I'm sure they will send you out there eventually, yeah, because I mean, you're part of the Comedy Cellar family. Yeah. So I think you probably just have to say, "Esty, I want to play Vegas." If yeah, you I want to, I don't. Yeah. Either I can take it or leave it. Right. Right. So. Yeah. But it sounds like a fun time if we all kind of went out. That, with friends, Dave's going to be out great. there June 9th, but not that. He's playing somewhere else with Jeff, which I was going to go, but I got a big day at the track that day. <laughs> I, I wish I was kidding, but I'm completely not. Oh, okay. I have a big day at Monmouth Racetrack, and they just started uh, sports book betting now, <laughs> so I have to go there. What's special about that day? Uh, my friend is having a thing for his daughter that day. Oh, it's like a charity okay. event that I okay. started a long time ago, and then he picked it up because uh, his daughter. Now, when you think about that date, is it like Christmas for you? Like you love going, and it's a I, big uh, deal? I, I do like going. Well, that's I what, love going yeah. to the track. And how much could, do you bring? And I, say, uh, I usually plan on losing $200, Something. and I usually win or okay. break even yeah. because I bet these uh, trifectas, like trifecta boxes, yeah. and so... There's many times I could just win money back, but I try for the long shot so I can win the big money. Yeah. And I usually end up winning like two or three of them during okay. the day. So it's not, I've never really gone home losing more than 200 or even the 200. I usually, and do you have a science to it? Like you, you no. look into what the horse... Oh, okay. I mean, I do the best I can like okay. anybody else, but sometimes one of the guys will say, this jockey's really good, you know, or something. But you don't get information on the horses and what's no, going on? No, oh, okay. only one time at this uh, diner on 26th Street, this guy gave me a, a clue and I went back there a dozen times and never saw that guy again. He was okay. right. He was yeah. totally right. I don't know how he knew stuff. It was about a horse? Yeah. How did he get into that conversation with a random guy at the diner? He must have seen me looking at the <laughs> ponies, uh, oh, <laughs> like God. the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you like the ponies, do you? Yeah. I'm like, I've known to uh, put a diamond tool on the, right. uh, on the horses. They still have OTBs in the city? No, they got rid of the OTBs, but now they might come back because, you know, they just passed the gaming <laughs> law. Yeah. Uh, where you can sports gamble, and it's opening in Monmouth Park on the 28th of May. Wow. What was that, in three days or whatever? I mean, it's opening. They're, they built this entire sports book because Governor Christie said, let's do it, and mm-hmm. then they got shot down. So they've had this big, fancy room at this disgusting <laughs> racetrack yeah. for like three years. It's been there, and now they can finally open it. And my friend just said me, they're looking for a sports book manager. Like, and I was just like, hello. Yeah, when are you doing it? I know, I want to do it on the weekends. <laughs> do it full time. Well, you know, I, then I'd have to move to Jersey, which actually I do want to do. But um, I guess I could. That'll be awkward. I think if you love it and you can make money, you know, why not? 
There's one thing. There's um. Yeah. I mean. I mean. I don't know. I don't know whether I could stand it. But gambling. Uh, you know. You never see I a guy. I shouldn't be around it. Right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. if you can control yourself, you never see a guy see this mansion, these cars, all from gambling. Well, you know, it's always a total loser. My goal is yeah. to. Uh, no offense. Uh, oh no no, it's, it's quite all right. Ladies and gentlemen, the Tangiers Hotel proudly presents the all-new Sam Rothstein Show. Yeah. Aces high. <laughs> So funny. I can see you doing this. I know. Yeah. We present the premiere showing of Aces High with the Sasha Seminom Orchestra. But they tell what Sam Rothstein right? does. And the Sam Rothstein dancers. <laughs> the Dave just got dancers. Mr. Rothstein is a professional gambler and the best football handicapper in America. So they could just say, Dave Juskow is a professional gambler and the best sports handicapper in New Jersey. Okay, so... <laughs> and then Dave, I could have my own good, show on New Jersey. Yeah, this is a good uh, <laughs> moment because... I'd like to welcome my first guest, uh, Frankie Valley. Yeah, I think, you know, look, you're depressed, you're, you feel like you're stuck. Go try this. I don't know. You gotta try things. It would make a lot of sense. My whole life would be kind of validated if I got into, if the gambling somehow helped me get like a, a career yeah. of some sort i think you got to jump into these things and see what happens especially since you have nothing to lose i mean i do you know, have nothing to lose. anyway i have nothing to lose russ um <laughs> yeah there's something i mean i've been wanting to talk to you about this for such a long time you know what i'm gonna i mean maybe you don't know but i'm just saying i wanted to talk to you about the i've always talked to you about the new york comedy coalition okay it's one of the most fascinating things nobody talks about it it's really interesting you don't get enough credit for it thank you Russ Maneev, everybody, if you don't know, and I don't know how you had the balls. I mean, that because that is what it takes. You were two seconds away from being blacklisted from every club, yeah. in not just the city, but if people found out maybe in the country, this could have ruined everything. Yeah, sure. In, in 2004, mm-hmm. that's why I thought it was, when you said you started in 93, I thought, I thought for some reason it was 93. So 10 years after you started... Yeah. Like how established were you in two thousand and four? Pretty, yeah. I was, I had, yeah, I was doing my you second, every second night. night show specials and all that. Yeah, so I was, you know, so Russ I was in a sweet spot along with Ted Alexandra. Yep, and Tom Shalou. Tom Shalou as well. Was it just the it three was, of you? First me, then Ted came on board. Right I thought away. it was Ted first, and he did it years ago. Ted did something years ago, with and a, it didn't work. I think it. I don't remember if it worked or not. Well, you tried again though. Well, what happened was he went around with a petition with the comics, got it signed, and I, I think he got a little rate. I'm not sure, but, um, but then years later, uh, I, I said, we should, I have to try to do something because this is like crazy. Now, what made then, now, so, just, so what what we're talking about is that Russ felt as did every comic in the city that they were being underpaid. Yeah, that the comedy clubs were all making a lot of money of comics that they were paying twenty bucks to for a set. And they were getting covers, drinks, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the comics couldn't make a living. And even though everybody's like, oh, my God, it sucks. We're getting this pay. But Russ actually got up and did something about it. I mean, this is something, you know, uh-huh. people talk about like, we should do something. And then you just get high and you forget about it. I mean, most <laughs> comics just get high and forget about yeah. it. I'm sure Jeff Ross felt like, yeah, we should do something. Right. Or <laughs> we could smoke this blunt. Right. So uh, it's amazing and to go in, and especially the comedy club managers and owners, 
they hate parting with money. I mean, if you think mm. about the guy from the Broadway, that Al uh, Martin, I mean, mm-hmm. this guy, I mean, what an asshole. Like, yeah. I mean, he pays yep. nobody. Right. He hates paying people. He hates renovating his bathrooms. <laughs> I mean, he, he doesn't give a shit. Right. So you're dealing with a lot of people like that, and then a lot of people who are normal mm-hmm. um, who heard your, your plea. But it, it was a crapshoot. I mean, you, you were going in and saying, we need money, and they could just say, like, go fuck yourself, and then you would be screwed. Yeah. Well, I, it's funny because there hadn't been a raise in 20 years or something, and what I did was I, was, I thought it was going to be like a quick thing. I, I was so naive that I, I sent them a letter. I, I went through all the numbers with all the clubs, uh, each, you know, whatever the capacity was in each club. Um, and calculated it for each club, and it was something like a dollar or two increase on the cover charge would have paid for the raise, no problem. You know, and I outlined how much the cost of living has increased and the cabs for the comics and all that stuff. So I thought they were going to see this, the way I mathematically outlined it, and just say, yeah, no problem. You know, <laughs> Little did I know, it turned into a year-long uh, well, struggle. I remember a tell, you know, when we would talk, he was telling me all about it mm-hmm. and being completely... I'm like, is he out of his mind? You yeah. know, like, I mean, he he... He was giving me the blow by blow, like on a monthly basis of what you were doing. Yeah. And it was completely riveting. Yeah. Because it just does take a lot of balls. You are putting yourself in a very compromised position that could totally go wrong. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Did you end up meeting with all the owners of the clubs? How did you organize something? I we mean, you pulled did. the Godfather shit. <laughs> well, we. You we, met with the heads of the five families. That's right. That's right. So um, after I sent that letter out, and I pre- it was almost unanimous, no. I think the seller was pretty quick to increase it. Actually. Oh, they were? But it was a unanimous no. Ex- uh, irrespective of the seller. So everybody else was said no. Um, I think the seller got on board pretty quickly. So then there was the rest of the clubs. Um, so you know, it turned into uh, organizing the comics for meetings, taking votes, sending other letters. I don't know why it took and so long. And what was long, the... If they said no, what was the plan to boycott? Ultimately, it was a, sh- a strike was you know the issue. Wow. Um, which you know again there was dissension uh, amongst the comics. Some people were didn't want to do it. And well, it's funny. I well, have, I had look I, what I have here. I have some of the signatures. Oh, look at that <laughs> from the comics. What but, is that? From? And I don't know. I think your mistake was. Uh, I don't know. I found that online. It's all the signatures of the comics. And I think your mistake was letting Todd Barry sign it. Why? <laughs> uh, but look, Greg Giraldo is here, Jeff Ross, oh, Jim wow. Gaffigan, Louis Black, Nick DiPaolo just signed an X. Oh, no, maybe they didn't sign. There's an X by their names. Oh, Susie Essman did sign Judy Gold, Tom Shalhoub, Paul Mercurio. What, why, why? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm having fun. But you, um, Godfrey, wanted, Louis, Louis, didn't, Louis didn't sign. Louis called me. He, he didn't want to strike. Yeah, yeah it's, he, he you have that. X's by those names. Those yeah, he, people should be blacklisted now. Yeah, Sarah Silverman signed it. Uh, David Tell signed it. Yep. It's pretty cool. We have all yeah, the signatures cool. here. I'm using these for checks later. I, I know how it. to Photoshop, but um, <laughs> that's why I have it. Another thing, too, that I, I think is interesting to look back on is that SAG and After it, they were helping us. Really? Yes. And I had gotten together a plan where we would they would take the comedians on. Uh, I was just going to say, it, that could have been also a disaster in the sense that you would have to be SAG or After to perform somewhere. Or it could have been good, but well, everybody that so. that w- was part of that of that coalition would have been uh, part of it, you know. So right. th- it would have been taking adjustments on their end, but they were willing to do it. And I'm telling you, uh, Dave, 
I tried to convince the comics they would have had medical insurance now. Oh, wow. They would have had uh, graduated increases uh, over time. But people were getting up, we don't want to pay dues to after. We don't want... It's like this short-term thinking um, was fascinating to me. That is fascinating. And it's funny because, you know, now that I'm SAG after, but paying those initial dues, you know, we have to start with $2,000. Right. I was like, screw this. Yeah. Meanwhile, now I pay my dues... Uh, and you know, on a bi-yearly basis, like you, we all do, and um, it's great. Yeah, because it, they just keep, you know, they they take care of everything. Yep, and it is important. But it is funny that I guess we were all, even though we were probably in our late thirties, <laughs> um, you don't figure out the stuff until you're in your forties how important stuff like that. Well, is. Well, I knew, and I well, tried you to knew, push it. right? Yeah, and uh, isn't that interesting that yeah. nobody was on board with that? That would have been. Fascinating. What what was like? What now? I found it's funny because I don't really even know. The seller now pays thirty dollars a spot for a weekday. I barely go during the week. I forget what it is, but it's a hundred on the weekend and a hundred on the weekends. I know because for the shows that I do, I was paying everybody twenty, mm-hmm. and I found out which was fine because I was just paying everybody to pay everybody. I mean, everybody would probably do it even if I wasn't paying. Right. But then I found out an actual spot was 30 bucks, so I upped it to 30 so I give everybody spot pay, you know, at mm-hmm. least, even though it's much longer than spot pay. Right. Um, so, yeah, and then, so what was it uh, before that? If it was 30 on the weekdays now for a spot, what was it? 15 to 20. Um, still, it, could, it should be more now. What was it on the weekends? Weekends was 60. Oh, it was 60, and now yep. it's 100. 80 to 100, you know, people are paying. But again, if they had signed up for the, for the SAG after plan, it'd probably be 200 to 300 spot now. You know? Really? Yeah, I think so. Why not? Why wouldn't it be? Wow. That was already how many years ago? 14? Uh, f- yeah. I mean, it could, yeah. Easily have been, it could easily be 250, 300 a spot. Easily. That is amazing. Yeah. Uh, we should call Judy Gold right now and tell her she's an idiot. Why? Because all she does is complain about the spot money. That's all she does complain. Now, she signed this thing. If she wasn't on board with the SAG after thing. Oh, I don't know if she wasn't or not. I, I well, let's find out because yeah. she's the troublemaker <laughs> in this. I've never seen anybody complain all the time about getting free money. I just remember <laughs> there was enough that didn't want to do it that it was a problem. Yeah. And, yeah, I, yeah. and I couldn't get that uh, done. I kid, but, Judy. I kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, but does Judy complain now about the spots? Oh, my God. She complains all the time. She just complains. Any, it wouldn't matter. If it was $50, she'd still complain. Why doesn't she matter. do something about it? Then? And Because we tried to, I like. no. Uh, revisit the coalition again, but Ted and I were kind of exhausted. Again? So. You well, want to try again? No, 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 no. Well, we wanted to just kind of keep it afloat. And we had a meeting, and we just said, you know, we don't want to put anybody on the spot now, but please email us who would like to take it over, a younger Oh, that's generation. what I was going to say. I think and we'll you, mentor, you yeah, know, because yeah. we didn't have it in us again to do another. Not just in you, but like, do you really want to go there again? You know what yeah. I'm saying? It must have taken a lot out of you in the sense of if you... If there's a problem, it was more the time, uh, but I wouldn't have mind the risk again if that's what really you're saying. No, I wouldn't have, because what's right is right, and I've always been like that. But in, in any event, in any event, it was more the time, and I just didn't have another round in me for that or to keep it going because we were exhausted, and no one got back to us, not one person. Uh, well, I'm telling you, the young kids aren't going to do anything. Yeah, they're the well. fucking biggest pussies I've ever met in my <laughs> life. I mean, they're just not like the old days where it was fun. You know, these people I, I meet now when I see the younger comics, you know, going on and stuff, they. They go to a spot, then they go to another spot, and they go. Yeah, you know, they're like they always leave. They're not about hanging out. Yeah, they're not about you know just 
having a good time. You know, I which but is I did good. That They're for focused. Years. I I did five six spots a night. No, I know, I know. Sometimes, but I'm just saying, when you're first starting out, it's just like you know, it's all about the hang and every. That's what it used to be. Yeah. You know, when we'd all just hang out at the Boston Club or something, and right. just hang out, yeah, the and go part downstairs and stuff. Nobody does that anymore, really. Yeah. Um, so why would they even think about doing this? I don't know. You don't think they hang out at all, the younger guy people? I, sometimes I don't know. Not the same way. It's not the. I, I, some kid was telling me it's like um, they said they've seen what happens to guys. Like I guess they were talking about like Belushi and people like that and Chris Farley, even though they're not real stand-up comics. And maybe they've learned from that. I don't. I don't know. Some kid told me. Some millennial kid told me that. I think it made a lot of sense in a way. I guess. Yeah. But that for us, that was the fun. You know, like yeah. no, we're gonna get fucked up right. and maybe die. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but they're probably getting drunk and hanging out with the waitresses and all that. Shit no, stuff. I don't think they no? do anymore. I don't think it's like a. It's not no. like that anymore. Really. I haven't seen it, but then again, I am older. And you never go anyway. So how would you know? Well, I hang out once in a while. Okay. You know, with some of the young kids. Uh, you know, see what's but happening. we hang out after the show. Yeah, we do. We're manly men. Yeah, right, you know, that's true. it's all about hanging out for us. It's all about getting a nice <laughs> meal and then going home to our beds. But <laughs> it's not the same. Mattel doesn't hang out uh, like he used to. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. I got it. Uh, every day. Spots, boy, I, no, not anymore. No, he. But he's back on that schedule again. Oh, he is. Yeah. Just because last week he was doing a seven thirty spot. Yeah, he doesn't. I just this week he's talking to me. He's like. Because he was talking about hanging out. I'm like, well, you done it early at all this week? He's like, well, no, not really. 12.45, I can oh, meet. That's, oh. And I'll meet you after that to eat. I'm like, dude, come That's on. so funny because I thought he was... I just um, texted Sarah the other night yeah. because uh, Silverman, because this guy I met on the street last Tuesday has this comedy club down in Soho. And he said, hey, it's a midnight show. Come, you know, and uh, I'll put you on. And we, we all just get high, yeah. and it's a fun time. And I'm like, that sounds great. Maybe if Sarah's in town, I'll bring her. It'll be fun. And I texted her. I'm like, hey, next time you're in town, she goes, uh, Nana goes to bed at 10. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and Nana. And it's funny because we all used to hang out late at night and stuff like that. And I go, it's funny you should say that because Attel was actually on the 7.30 show last night. I'm like, so it looks like it's over. You know, yeah. like times yeah. have changed. But he's now you're back. saying he's back on that schedule. He's back on that schedule. Oh, that's funny. I Because th- that was the sign for me that we are officially older. Yeah. If Attell's going to do the early show, right. it's over. Right. You know? <laughs> Look, times change. That's it. You know, it was a lot of fun uh, back then. You know, it was a lot of fun. You know, the thing about you is that uh, also you're very smart. And I noticed that you're, you can predict the future. What? I have this um, clip of you. JPEG. By the way, Mike Pichetti, severe heart attack survivor. Right? Is that true? Yes. I didn't know you had a heart attack. You didn't, how do you not know that? There are all these. How long has he been working on the show? You're right. <laughs> wow, wait, I should wait, know wait. that. Well, I came close to it, but I was cool. Wait, uh, when, did you or not? You did no. have one. You mean was, when you were here? No, no, no. This is many oh. years ago. I could have sworn you had a serious heart attack. When I came very close, Russ, back in '96. But what do you mean very? He. he this is from. I don't remember seven years this. ago. He only had a heart attack last year. Is this the direct TV show? Yeah. How did you predict that? <laughs> no, 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 no. He had had one. He said he did not. We thought the first one he ever had was last year. Wait, what did he just say? He said he had one, right? Just now he said in this it clip? 90s. Close. <laughs> I had really bad chest pains. I was in the hospital. Yeah, that's called a heart attack. It's called a heart attack. No, but I, don't think it, I don't think it happened. I My mean, heart got attacked. <laughs> By the way, Mike Pichetti. Uh, that's a direct TV show. Yeah, right? that's the direct TV okay. show. I just thought it was funny. You're like, Mike, when are you going to have that heart attack? It's yeah. almost like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> he had severe chest pains and went to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, that's a heart attack. It's funny when he has 
when he actually had the heart. I mean, when somebody told me he had it, I was, you know, you're just like, it's not like, oh no, it's just like, oh well, yeah, yeah, of course. And he was a big <laughs> smoker. I remember, I remember saying then or now. Then he was too, oh. because I remember saying to him, <laughs> I go, Mike, you see, smoke so much, you might want to come back. He goes, oh, I don't oh, know, oh, God, and, and he goes, hey, you know, I smokes a lot. David Tell, <laughs> like, oh, like that's his idol. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was funny that. Because David Tell smoking, it's it bothers me that David Tell smoked so much. It bothers me a lot. Yeah. Well, it's what's interesting is that he seems so disciplined in every other way that he can't crack this. But I guess that's that's a lot of people probably. Well, once he quit drinking, which was so impressive because he quit cold turkey, amazing, and has never taken a drink in eight or nine years. Yeah. He had to keep something. He's like, I want to try and quit smoking. I'm like, no, no. You. I mean, this was like three years into it. I'm like, no, you've done. You're allowed to have. A vice. I'm so glad he doesn't drink anymore. Those I think drinking's better than smoking. Well, it is. But yeah. for us, it was, I don't know You know if you felt that way, but I mean, after a while, drinking with him was so tedious yeah. and so long, and the nights were so long. And remember, he doesn't, wasn't even enjoying himself. I mean, there must be countless stories where we'd have one sip of a drink, and then we'd have to go. And I'll never forget. I'm like, what is he looking for? Yeah. Where is he going? I remember so days. I said to myself... Is he looking for a girl? Because that would make sense. Okay, yeah. this place has no girls. But then we'd be at places where there were tons of girls. He'd want to leave. And he would just still leave. Yeah. So what was it? It was nothing. Know. He just didn't want to go home or be alone. But he was, why was he... Did he think he was missing out on action somewhere else? Well, it's like the ADD, you know, thing. Like he, like he, yeah, so I remember going to the bar with him at night. We'd be, we'd be like our, at our sixth bar. And sometimes I'd be doing really well. I mean, think about this. You know, like with girls. And be like, why? No, I don't want to leave. This is good. There's a classic story of us on Thanksgiving where we're at these girls' houses and they all want to make out with us. Like they're all from Florida and they're gorgeous. And they all want to fool around with us. (laughs) Kissing was the first part. You know, who knows what could have happened if you play your cards right. And he was just like, I'm going to go down to the cellar. And I'm like... Now Crazy. it's thanks. It's not even open. He's like, yeah. "Well, I'm gonna see if there's any action." I'm like, "The action is here. <laughs> it's never gonna be like this again." These guys—they were bringing us. They're like, "Do you want another beer, Dave? Do you want another?" Beer? They were just getting us, and we were just sitting there like kings. And then they would take us into the bathroom and make out with us. Where was he going? What? What? What was happening that night? <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't figure out. So I'm just glad that's over because that yeah. was horrible. It yeah. was fun. And horrible at the same time. Well, the problem was he would start doing drugs, right? So, um, well, there was that too. If he would just drink, he was you know? a bad. He was a bad drunk in the sense of he didn't. He didn't have a good time doing it. No. And the way he would drink, he'd start at two in the morning by drinking half a bottle of Jameson's, yeah, you yeah, know, just yeah, constant yeah, yeah. shots, and then maybe bringing the other drugs or something, which he was horrible doing. He he didn't understand how to do drugs. Yeah. He he was very confused. Like he he wasn't doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. And that's what made it so frustrating too, you know. But you know, we were with him that one night not long ago. Might have been my birthday, but uh we were at that bar next to my apartment and he was in awe and fascinated. Oh yeah, that, that was we fun, could just right? hang out and slowly sip our drinks. He was like, I can't even because I told you, he didn't know how to drink. He was a, He's like, where's the power shot? He was, he was a bad drunk, not in the sense he was like falling down or all that stuff. He was just a bad drunk. He, he wasn't a good drinker. Yeah. He, even though he's known for being a legendary drinker, which right. is so funny to us. Right. He was a bad drinker. He didn't know. How, like, we could pound stuff if we choose to on those nights. Right. But then we also know how to, you know, sit and you sit at a bar. Crazy, and, right. Yeah, and just relax. And that was a fun bar that night that uh, yeah. by your house. That was fun. Do you still go back there? Sometimes. You know, you um, 
you're pretty good with the ladies. Oh, you know. thank you. Uh, by the way, the girl in my building won't even talk to me anymore. <laughs> she still is here? Yeah. Yeah, I just wow. saw her the other day, and I'm like, hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she's like, all right, all right, just go away. You know, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> That's, I don't blame you. Um, you know, yeah. obviously, those girls have other issues. Right. But um, I was reading this story, and I, I thought of you, I guess. Because okay. Russ is a ladies' man. Oh, and, 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 you know, I mean, in the, in the, in, well, in every sense, really, there's no other way to put it. I mean, <laughs> he likes girls. He, he, he meets girls. He's very good at talking to them. I mean, it's, it, I, I, I mean I've seen it in action, and it <laughs> is fascinating. <laughs> what is this documented story you have in your hand? You want to just move on, don't you? Because <laughs> I wanted to just tell. I mean, it's just funny. It's like you, you know, you you meet a girl and then I'll look away, and then I look back, and you're already making out. You know, it's like oh, a fascinating! On, it's like that. That. I don't even know what you're saying to them. It's like you're whispering in their ear, and then all of a sudden it just happens. You know, it's years ago, uh, whatever you say. Uh, you know, when you look like you, it's oh, uh, thank you. It's a good deal. Um, but I was there's a story today. There's a new book out by this good Madame Claude. Or it could be. Uh, Claudet or something because she's French. She was a madam in mm-hmm. the 60s in France. Mm-hmm. And it's a book called Her Secret World of Pleasure, Privilege, and Power. And her job in 1960 was to uh, get Kennedy laid. Oh, wow. JFK. Well, it can't be that hard. While he, right. But he was already president. Right. And he was with his wife. So he had to find a way to ditch her and then meet this girl. Okay. The odd part is he wanted to date this he wanted to date lookalikes of Jackie. That's common, by the way. Is it? Very. How many times do you see a guy break up with his wife or a girlfriend, and he goes out with another woman? Oh, that's woman true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's, but isn't that interesting? So he obviously find Jackie attractive, but he wanted a slutty Jackie. Yeah. And Jackie was too or classy. something new. That's right, just right. The way human beings are programmed. So there's a woman, a French actress named Anoukami, I don't know, you know, whatever her okay. name is pronounced. Yeah. Do you speak French? No. Oh, I thought maybe you did. No. I know Natterman does, yes. but he never uses it the right wow. way. This guy could be getting laid constantly. <laughs> if you speak French, you got a full head of hair, <clears throat> and you're a pilot, yeah. and you can't get laid once a week, yeah. you're doing something wrong. Okay. Fair statement. Now, wait a minute. I, I, let me speak about it. Um, so this madam, he, um, they had a girl set for him, and uh, this, is, this is unbelievable. He went to the apartment, but he said he said... He sent Jackie on a tour of France, and he's like, I, "My my back hurts because he had a legendary back." Yeah, I know like, all about my it. My back hurts. I I got to go to a specialist here. You know, yeah. like, and then he went to this girl's. They set up this girl's apartment, but he went. To, somebody gave him the wrong address, so he's knocking on all these girls' apartments, and everybody's told the story, so it's true. You know, not just the madam, but the people who lived in the apartments. Like, you're not going to believe it just came to my house. <laughs> uh, are you uh, Claude? Are you here for Claude? No, he was just looking to get laid <laughs> and maybe goofed up on back medicine or something, you right. know, from his doctor feel good guy. Right. So and I know you also like this because you're into politics and all that kind of stuff and you're a big Democrat and stuff. Um, and this is the way you're supposed to cheat on people uh, back, you know, like, uh, you know, quietly, yeah. even though it's completely everybody knows, but no one cares. Right. Um, so he's going through all these doors. He's got the wrong address. He has to go to a coffee shop. And so the bartender told the story. Uh, you know, that he has to go to a coffee shop because he doesn't have any francs to make a phone call. <laughs> okay. It's the president of the United <laughs> yeah, States. Yeah, I know. At the yeah, time. I already used to walk around with no money. <laughs> yeah, he walked around with no money. Yeah. So the other guy who was with him didn't have any money. So he had to borrow some francs from the uh, right. from the, the bartender. And the guy's like, uh, okay, uh, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, Mr. Yeah. President. They all knew who he was. Right. And they're like, uh, it, it's like the American president when he comes to the flower shop you yeah, know, or something. Right. And they're like, right. um, yeah, anyway. So he finally finds uh 
he finds the apartment with the girl, and she's dressed in the exact dress Jackie's going to be wearing that night for you know whoever they're going to see. Is it Charles de Gaulle at that know. time or something? He's in this Gavinci dress that his wife was going to be wearing that evening. They set it up that way on purpose. Mm-hmm. And then he fooled around with the girl, gave her a lap dance. He gave him a lap dance, and then uh, she told him some stuff about the dress. And so that night, he was able to go to this ball or dance and really woo Jackie with his knowledge of her outfit and okay. tell her how amazing she looked. Oh, okay. Now that's a real man. Oh, all right. And he, <laughs> and he fucked that French girl. Yeah, right? and he fucked the French girl before. So he was yeah. in a great mood yeah. while he was in Paris yeah. and did a lot of good for the nation right. by just kind of really being great, even being thoughtful to his wife, even though it's kind of horrible. But he was so thoughtful, and she was just like, this is great, this is great. Thank you for recognizing my shoes and my dress. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and did a lot of good on that particular trip. So all, all you're giving him credit for is having knowledge about her dress, which no, was probably also, one No, also he did comment. great on the trip because he was so in a good mood. Yeah. He did, what I'm saying is if they, <laughs> they didn't bother this Bill Clinton, I really think he could have done great things. I understand. And it's a true... I don't know. It's just like, I mean, this guy was the ultimate ladies' man. I mean, he's just, he's the president of the United States and he's going door to door like, hello, I'm looking for a prostitute. Do you know her? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Bill Clinton's uh, in that caddy. I mean, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You see you a know, documentary and... on PBS? Uh, no. American Life or Front. It's about his initial campaign. He had to call a whole campaign off. Well, I see because... the movie Primary Colors. Which I assume is oh I didn't see truth. that oh yeah it's it's, that's fantastic but that he his he had a whole campaign called off because his uh, advisor sat down and said look there's so many women coming out you got to see primary colors okay they explained the whole thing it's great <clears throat> it's John Travolta plays Clinton yeah. you wouldn't even right. know it was him by the end of the movie right and it's written by the guy it's written it was written by anonymous but now we know who it is do you know because I know you follow this stuff no whoever anonymous came forward twenty years later said I wrote it who was it. One of his press secretaries or something. Oh, I don't. Okay. I don't know the name. Yeah. Um, the movie's great and it's a complete depiction. They don't use Clinton. They call him Governor Stanton. Okay. But it's the exact story. Yeah. Um, Everybody it's knows. It's got the hairdresser. Right. The voice. Uh, all different names. <laughs> um, it's got the, this black fifteen-year-old girl he slept with who he knew from Arkansas oh, or wow. something like. It's got everything. Yeah. And um, it's going to ruin the campaign, but he's able to stay. But that. But but he's a good man. Right. And this this one of the. Uh, young, you know, associates for him. You follow him, and he's black, and and he and he thinks Stanton's the real deal. But then he gets, so, but then he realizes he is the real deal. They had this great shot of him in this donut shot, just by himself in sweats, talking to the guy late at night in this donut. It's um, Mike Nichols directed it. Okay, and he's oh, okay. Just talking to this regular guy, and he goes, "I was just talking to him, having a cup of coffee." And, I was just, and he's, it's, and it's the way I really feel Bill Clinton was. Yeah. He was charming and charming, but he totally couldn't keep yeah. him out of, you know, this is what he wanted to do. Very calm. And I just, I was so angry about that whole star report and everything. It just made me so Terrible. angry because I'm just like, just leave him alone. This is a family thing. Yeah. If his wife is okay with it, what do you care? Right. You know, so, but now it, with the Me Too stuff, it gets all confusing and stuff. Right, I, right, I get right, confused. Right, but right. did you think he was a good president? Because I thought he was a great president. Great. Yeah. Outstanding. And infidelity is common amongst the public. So what's, you know. Did, yeah, exactly. You know? Um, and I know you you were a huge Bernie supporter. Yeah. Uh, and I would have voted for him, too. And I was very upset. And I, you know, I'm a registered Republican. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tried to transfer over to the Democrat when what I saw what they were doing to Bill Clinton. I was so angry at the Republicans. Yeah. I was just like, you guys suck. But um, for some reason, my, thing, my paperwork didn't go through. Right. And then I right. saw Howard Dean 
talking about when they were going to choose Obama or Hillary. Right. And I was so angry at that mess. I'm like, you know what? They all suck. Yep. And Hillary should have left the Democratic Party yep. after she got dissed by Obama and should have just run independent. And she might have had a better chance. And then they dicked her over again or they dicked over the Democratic Party again. They should have had her and Bernie run, run it all the way through to the convention yeah. and let people pick then. Well, because I, Bernie would have been a better uh, with Trump, running with Trump. There right. could have been a, a, a more level ground because they were yeah. both out of their minds. Well, I, I didn't want her to win because of what she did to Bernie. What'd she do? She derailed his. She was in. Uh, she collaborated with. God, who was the head of the Democratic Party? Um, I don't know. Then I know it was that Howard Dean guy. No, it's at the a time. woman. God, I, I'm getting old now because I can't remember names. Yeah, well, that's because they're names you don't need to know. Well, I used to know it, but anyway, the head of the Dem- Democratic. Well, Party. you were in it to win. I mean, you you are a big supporter. You know, uh, you, you were all about the campaign. No, but you were you were in the campaign because after Bernie, you were all Hillary. No, I wasn't. You weren't. No. You talk about it in your act all the time. No, when I thought you were a big supporter. No, I just have a, a joke Democrat. that I. I just have a joke that I feel bad after she lost because when you know, I'll just do the setup because apparently when you lose the Secret Service or when you lose the election, you not only do you lose the Secret Service but the whole hair and makeup budget goes out the window. Because <laughs> remember she came out the next day, it looked like she got yeah, out of it was bed. Marvel. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And the day before she had like this <laughs> blown out hair and makeup, but um. But you know, I'm not completely left. Like, like. Oh, I thought you were. I no. Well, Bernie, I love. I I was more into having an honest guy in the office, and that was our chance. He, yeah. I mean, you would have had a real. Oh, I'm in agreement. I loved him. I yeah. thought he was terrific. Yep. Yeah. Now Trump, if I could remove him, I would. But there are some good things that he's doing, and uh, he's one of the best speakers I've ever seen in my you life. You think so? I absolutely do. Oh, that's interesting. Don't you think so? When he's I, turning listen, on the charm. I, this podcast, people know I don't really have a lot of problems with him so yeah. i i greatest speaker i've ever seen obama was great but he still had that like like he was reading a speech he was still excellent yeah but donald trump man i've never heard anybody say that That's when great. he speaks and he connects with that crowd and he's in the moment and little witty comments and charming comments uh, he is tremendous wow. tremendous it's interesting speaker. to hear you say that a lot of people like you know, I always talk I think about. I would agree if they oh, just isolated I, that aspect well, of him. Well, he's whatever he did. He's obviously kind of a genius. Amazing the way speaker. He did it. But Amazing. I kept saying he was going to win by a landslide because nobody. You know, there's people like Sarah in my life who, when I told her I was voting in the primaries just for Trump because I'm registered, there's no way I can vote for her. She she wouldn't talk to me. Yeah. And I said, you know, if people are afraid to tell you the way they're voting. This right. guy's going to win in a landslide because people aren't going to tell anybody. Right. And then it's also all of a sudden these invisible people are going to come up, which is exactly what happened. Yeah. And it makes me furious that people just don't listen. So if they just stop, if they just give this guy a break, if he gets this thing done with North Korea, are mm-hmm. they still going to keep bashing him? I mean, it's like, that's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, it's just, it's too, you know. And, and it's like the people that are bashing him, I'm always like, these are people that are privileged people. Yeah. And that's the other thing that people, don't they get that the people like, that's why Roseanne was so popular because it's like those people in this fictional community, but it takes place in Michigan or something. Mm-hmm. You know, these people feel differently than Sarah Silverman and Judd Apatow do. Yeah, no, they of have course. different lives. Yeah. And it's like, those guys aren't getting it. Yeah. I get their position too, completely. Right. Right. I mean, the guy's insane. Yeah, and he and he definitely does questionable stuff. Yeah, but at least he's doing what he said he was going to do. He said he's he's not going to be the usual that's person right. we're going to get, and that's right. what we're getting. You're right. And if you didn't want him enough, then make sure you really get out to make a difference. Right. You know, like make sure your people vote because yeah. I guess they didn't. Yeah, but that's the thing. I was just telling everybody. I'm like, you know, people lead different lives than your 
Trump being president will affect my life. Mm-hmm. It's not going to affect Sarah's. Right. You know, I, that, that's the way I look at yeah, it. Yeah, no, he's done a lot of, you know, the tax thing and North Korea, like you said, and the China deal. And there's things, there are good things that he's doing. No doubt. I know, but then, but nobody gives him, they don't want to give him credit for that yeah, at that's all. that's right. Well, it's, like it's the two parties. They just hate each other. They'll, you know, say anything. Um, I also wanted, do you like, are you going to, are you, a, I don't know anything you like. Do you like movies? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, do you yeah. like Star Wars at all? Do you okay. like? Can you like not wait for the Han Solo? Not nothing. Not even close. You don't like no, that kind of stuff. Not at all. Like that. The Incredibles. I love. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> They're coming up with the new. I one? look at that movie, uh, The Incredibles, and I don't know. I can't believe the nuance. Every little thing. You mean the just, kind of animation? The, the animation. Not just the animation. The animation's spectacular. Uh, the the script. The dynamic with the family. Um, he's in a midlife crisis, and then and then he, you know, so many great things. You're talking about the original one. The original one. Yeah, it's it's, it's like it's that so many of layers the... of perfection. And like you look at the, people go to these museums, they look at these artworks. They're like, oh my, this is the great. Are you kidding me? This is nothing compared to the creation of a movie like that, with the songs wow, and the music and the characters and the nuance and and just. You know, you never think about oh it like that God. as an art form, and it takes just as long to put together. You know, like a like just an artwork, long, way longer, yeah. more effort. These some of these Disney movies, I can't believe they're they're on such a How about higher that, scale um, of that art. Up movie with uh, Ed Asner, that yeah, opening great. scene, oh, the oh montage with the wife. Oh, that okay, was yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, that is unbelievable. I never thought I'd see an animated movie like that in my life when I was a kid watching. Uh, you know, Peter Pan. You know, they're not going to yeah, have that. Well, I, that was that so is on real. such a higher level of any other art form I've ever seen. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I had a, when I was in California recently, I had a friend who's got a, a girlfriend who does who's trying to get into that kind of animation. Maybe even I think it's called 4D or something mm-hmm. like that. Whatever it is, um, that kind of animation, which is hard to get into. Yeah. And I was explaining to her how it all started. It's a scene from Star Trek Two mm. that started this entire that you can see this kind of. You know, upscale animation these days. Mm-hmm. It's a small scene in Star Trek Two that started Pixar. Oh wow! Really, and you know, changed everything with computers and stuff. <laughs> and it's kind of fascinating. I showed it to her. She goes, "Really? You know, like I was, I was like, able to. I was like, yep, this is how it started. Wow. You know, it's like well, a, the, uh, the, sto- the story behind the actual uh, creation of the company is uh, was it Pixar was around. They were making computers for animation. Steve Jobs got involved. Uh, with them, that makes sense. And they couldn't sell the computers that that would. They make, were making. Oh, really? Right. So he was floating this company, and he's, he's hemorrhaging money to keep it afloat. Steve Jobs. So John Lasseter is working on Toy Story. All right. So he's working on where now in the middle of this, Steve Jobs tries to unload his shares. He really can't, you know. And <laughs> so he hangs on. The the movie comes out. Kaboom! His shares multiply wow. massively so he makes a ton of money and that's ki- that's what kicked it off the the, the first toy story movie and oh, they originally so just wanted to sell the computers to create the animation that wow. was the basis of the company yeah isn't that something yeah i went to Bob- so it goes full full circle just gal try things side yeah. things happen eric go in a different direction you're right there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah i went to bob's burgers while i was out in la saw yeah. how they animate a little bit. It oh, was good. Kind of fun. Yeah. It takes it like a year, right? For one episode? Yeah. They said sometimes multiple years, wow. <laughs> like a year and a half or that's something. Amazing. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They said, you know, it's hard to be current. And just recently, like last week, somebody, the only time they took something, they had to stop. 
somebody died and yeah. like one of the jokes they had <laughs> and they thought it would be uncool so they had to like cut it or whatever like a week before it aired or something wow. like that wow. but um i just had this funny thing so i just sometimes i play this because it's so funny um with the new han solo movie coming out and everything yeah uh, do you remember the old i know you're younger than me but do you remember the old mike douglas you grew up in jersey right i did do you remember the old mike douglas show yeah. growing up yep. at all yeah <laughs> this is this is hilarious this is from 1977 uh, where the guy from the Waltons was the uh, co-host that okay. week. You know how we had a co-host all this week? Uh, which, which guy was from the Waltons? Was it Luke? Richard Thomas. Uh, John Boy. John Boy. Got yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he alive? Yeah. This is the lineup. Welcome to the Mike Douglas Show. I play this all the time. Right? I'm Richard Thomas, and I'm Mike's co-host. With us on the show will be, from the new film Star Wars, Carrie Fisher. <laughs> the new film. Mark Hamill. And Harrison Ford. From the Cincinnati Reds, Pete Rose. <laughs> wow. And Tom Seaver. Oh. <laughs> That's a big Singer lineup. Billy Paul. Here's the best. And the mime troupe, Mummenschanz. <laughs> Do you remember them? Yeah. Now, With the toilet paper? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't know why I love that thing because it's like it's like a total time cut from the new film and then it goes later like I've played the clips before where Mike Douglas is like now you're in this new picture yeah, and he's just like now it's got a bunch of robots it's got an R2 D3 and it's got beep beep and <laughs> boop boop and it's yeah. like it's like, right, he's like totally an yeah. idiot like yeah. this but it's so funny you see Carrie Fisher comes out she is so gorgeous yep. and lovely and yep. it makes me angry when I see her in Star Wars 8 being disgusting, yeah. um, all from drugs and arty stuff, and yeah, it makes yeah, me yeah, angry. Yeah. It really does. But, you know, people don't really uh, appreciate, or we do anyway, uh, the younger generation just can't. Because when that movie came out, no one had ever seen anything like those special effects. Ever, ever, ever. People, we walk, Everybody walk, was walking out like, like 9-11. Like, like, like just walking out like, what, what the fuck was that? Yeah, you know. Well, it's like one of those things where you're watching the movie the first time, and I thought I was 13. So it was the perfect. It was mind-boggling the special effects. You're not even time. thinking about the special effects the first time you see it because you're I blown was. away. And yes, maybe the special effects, like, but you're not. You're like, first of all, this is the greatest story I've even ever seen. Yeah. You know, like yep. it's just so cool. Yep. And it's like the the robots are talking, and you know, they go beep boop. But no, Darth Vader. Was, but right, but uh, but you know, and let alone just the greatness of Harrison Ford and his. As a matter of fact, this fucking guy gives credit to the guy from the New York Post. This young guy is a millennial, and he always makes fun of other millennials. Yeah, he's he writes this. Alden and whatever who's playing the so I can't pronounce his name, has been set up to fail by being given an impossible task to make us forget about Harrison Ford. Easily the most iconic action hero in modern cinema. No actor alive can match Ford's unique mix of humor, easygoing heroics, and all-American tood. He's the only person who could sell a standalone Han Solo movie. Wow. And I believe that with every inch of my body. Uh, okay, Hans, Harrison Ford, which is why I hated Star Wars 7, or uh, the, the other Star Wars, the 1, 2, and 3. It was missing Harrison Ford. Yeah. It was missing his amazing humor and his goddamn manliness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then... You know what they did to him in seven? I guess I mean tell people they just kill him off. They killed my favorite fucking character yeah. in all of movies. I'm not gonna like that movie. Yeah, and the way they did it in a but pussy even, way. That guy should have gone out in a blaze of goddamn glory. Yeah, sorry, I get, I get well. I I don't he, as you get as as action stars get older, it becomes less fun. I think. Um. I, well, yeah, maybe. 
Yeah, but in that se- one, sexuality's when, missing and the edge. Yes, and, okay, but I'm in the first you know. Star Wars, like you're saying. I mean, he was just the manliest of oh, men and, and cool, so cool and young. And so you're thinking of that, and then you go back and remember back then we'd see it a dozen times just in the movie theater. Then you go back, realize the special effects yeah, and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like you got to see it two or three times. Yeah, because yeah, it blew everybody away. And and then I was I was explaining to these. Kids, these paralegals in my <laughs> office today, yeah. um, they were asking if Star Trek or Star Wars came first. <laughs> That's a oh, young man. Okay. And I'm like, well, they see Star Trek came first. But then Star Wars was so huge. That's when they bought the movies of Star Trek back because, mm-hmm. you know, it was just so they're yeah. like, well, let's bring back the original thing that started Battlestar Galactica uh, came out of that. Um, yeah. Did, no. On, on, on did Channel, Star- Channel 9, I think it was. Did Battlestar Galactica come out after? St- I, it must have. It right? was I after. Mean, it's ridiculous, yeah. right? Everything the guy who played out. Face on a yeah, yeah, Dirk Benedict, yeah, <laughs> and the um, A team. I'll tell you what blew me away more as a kid, way more that I was like obsessed with was Indiana Jones when that came out, like blown yeah. away. I like that even more. Well, far more uh, for me. Yeah, no, no, I'm in agreement. That came out when I was in high school. That had I, I talk about this all the time. That had the worst ad campaign. In the history of ads. Oh, what was it? I don't remember. It was just it. horrible. And I remember seeing it on TV. I'm like, I can't wait not to see that movie. It wow. looks horrible. I remember seeing it. They I was didn't blown spend away. any money on the ad campaign. So I'm like, I don't give a shit. Wow. My acting teacher took me in from New Jersey. He lived in the city. He lived on 72nd Street. Yeah. And he would travel in every day. He's like, meet me in the city. We're going to go see Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's a miracle of movie making. I'm like, yeah, right. yeah, I can't wait not to see that movie. And he took me into the city, which nowadays would be not cool. But um, <laughs> he was really nice, and he was a good teacher. And he took me and my friend into the city, and we saw it at 44th Street, the Lowe's Theater, a beautiful big movie theater. Mm-hmm. And like you, yeah, it was the best movie I'd yeah. ever seen. Not just the best movie I'd ever seen. The funniest movie I'd ever seen. Yeah. For years, they said, what's your favorite comedy movie? I'd say Red is the Lost Ark. Right. Because that scene where that guy pulls out that sword and he shoots him and you knew exactly, you made the yeah. motion that you yeah. knew exactly what I was going to talk about. I was on the floor laughing like as if I was in like a Harlem theater, yeah. like a black guy, you know, over the top <laughs> laughing, you know, like I'm watching Harlem Shuffle or whatever. Like, Brought the house I was down. on the floor. Yeah. Dying, laughing. That was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. The most obvious yeah. thing after watching all these Sinbad <laughs> movies and all that stuff with the stop motion and all that. All those years of watching those horrible yeah. movies that they before George Lucas came around, and I'm like, oh my god, that's so obvious. Uh-huh. Why didn't anybody think of that before? Amazing. I never laughed so hard in my life. And I remember the opening scene, and it ends with the boulder. And my teacher turns to me and he goes, and that's just the opening. (laughs) He knew as much as I, I, you're absolutely right. It was amazing. And the other two don't compare uh, to that first one in its amazement. And the fact that Harrison Ford, again, and he was the right person. And you, you wonder what it would be like with Tom Selleck. You have to, you know, when you think about actors that didn't take roles, um, it's possible, and when I say possible, probably just wouldn't have happened. It might not have been successful. That's right. It's like you don't know. You know, if you say he passed up on the role, well, it might not have been what it is. Right. If Tom Selleck was in it, that's right. Harrison Ford made that movie. Yeah. The way he. But uh, I will interject. Uh, odds would have been greatly in his favor. The movie was so fantastic, so fantastic. You're saying it could have that, made now Tom Harrison Selleck. Ford blows Tom Selleck away. Not right, even close. Right. But. Tom Selleck would it would have been a win for him in a big yeah. way for his career. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. You yeah. don't know how it could have win, but yeah, it would have been a the big movie, win. But the movie was so great because I mean, even like I mean, you can just go through everything. The 
uh, when he's the teacher yeah. and the girls are so into yeah. him. That's hilarious. Yeah. And it makes so much sense. Yep. And it's not like, and Tom Selleck would have been better at that actually. It would have been more sense because he was actually more handsome. Right. But they were they were making fun like they did in Working Girl <laughs> of Harrison Ford where he takes off his shirt in the office and they're all clapping. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. he's not the most handsomest man. He's just, <laughs> he's fucking Han Solo. And they're just making fun and they're having a good, and he's so good at it. Yep. He's just so good. And yeah, so that part um, and what about how funny it is even when he's with Marion on the ship and he's like, well, where doesn't it hurt? And he's like here and he's yeah. pointing to his lips when you're a little boy. That's the greatest <laughs> thing you've ever seen in your life. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, he was so cool and so many, even the stuff you can't explain, yeah. you know. Yeah. And and the uh, and, and even that end scene, they blow up, they melt Nazis. Right. I mean, what's better than that? Right. Those are real villains. Yeah. You know, even the, the Belloc was great. Yeah. You know, and the fact that he knows him and they have this this thing where they hate each other but they also respect each other it was on so many levels and so awesome and the fact that it even took place in the that it went back in time Mm -hmm. which i would think i don't want to see something like that Mm -hmm. um was great too you know just a great aspect and just he was a superhero one that you didn't expect because he didn't have superpowers (laughs) but he was a superhero he had a disguise as a teacher Mm -hmm. as a mild-mannered teacher in the daytime and then he became this bullwhip Leather yeah. hat wearing dude, dude. That was where so did that cool. story even come from? What I, I mean, how did they even think of that? He's an archaeologist, what and I, a teacher, and he's going off to get things for the museum. From it's, what I am, you know, the lore is that it was supposed to be, which is well, you can see it, um, an old fashioned stuff that Lucas and Spielberg grew up on these old fashioned cliffhanger uh, shorts mm-hmm. that they used to have before actual real movies, like before Gone with the Wind or something. They'd show these little shorts of cliffhangers that mm-hmm. you'd come back next week and see the continuation of. And the joke was that the guy would always get out of a huge plane crash and just wipe off his, oh, that was tough. You know, and that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. If you think about it, like he just gets out of stuff and just wipes off his top and moves yeah. on, you yeah. know? Yeah. So they were based on these, these old things they saw as kids, Yeah. I think. And there was probably, you know, you see... Um, really inventive. Uh, really br- Purple Rose of Cairo. I know it. The Woody yeah, Allen Woody movie? Woody Allen one, right? Oh, you hate Woody Allen now? No. Oh, okay. I, I, don't, I don't remember it so well, but I, I know I've seen it. Well, the movie within the movie takes place where the guy walks off screen. Right. Uh, you know, he comes out of his, his character, comes out of the screen and falls in love with uh, Mia Farrow. Yeah. Uh, that was supposed to be Michael Keaton. In fact, I believe they even filmed a bunch of scenes with Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. And Woody was like, it's not working. Yeah. So there's another example of, uh, ah, crap, you know, Michael whatever. Keaton's it worked great. out okay for he's him. He's great, too. But he, well, he's having a tough time back then. You because I, I worship Michael Keaton. Oh. And you know, he was he, having a know, tough time. I, I don't know whether it was drinking or whatever, hard to work with, whatever the case may be. you know be. that he, Fatal Attraction and Wall Street was the same year? I mean, he had 87. No, he wasn't in there. You're thinking of Michael Douglas. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, it's sorry. okay. No, no. I, <laughs> I just ruined the whole previous um, five minutes. Was that the same? Yes. No. No. It might have been a different year. I'm only saying because I do this thing in my head about the Oscars where somebody wins uh, some years because of their performance in the other year. Mm-hmm. And I think that he won for Wall Street because of Fatal Attraction the year before. I think it was building. Uh, okay. This is my, I, I think. Yeah. Uh, maybe Still I'm amazing. Mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Those because, are um, back-to-back It's the same movies. with Cher as well, that she won for Moonstruck, but she really won for Mask, you know, because that was a real breakout performance right. for her, right. you know. Right. And um, Jeremy Irons, even for Reversal of Fortune winning, maybe for that Dead Ringers 
the year before, which yeah. was so awesome and so creepy and weird, they couldn't give it to him. You know, I, that's the way I think of it. So that's why I always have that in my head. But you might be right. I mean, right. easily. If they only had a device, we could look it up. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Um, but wait, wait, we're talking about uh, Michael Keaton, right? Oh, so the Purple Rose yeah. of Cairo, the old, the movie that he comes out of from the, it takes place in the 30s is an old movie where he's uh, an, an, an archaeologist. Okay. His character's an archaeologist. He's coming back from Cairo. Okay. Um, you know, and then he comes to the big city. That's the movie within the movie that he comes out of. Yeah. And it's funny because I think those were what those movies were. It was always about an archaeologist somewhere in Cairo. And remember, it takes place in Cairo, yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, and so does this movie. So Woody Allen, about the same age, I guess, as George Lucas and Steven oh, okay. Spielberg, probably all grew up on the same big genre, things. Yeah. And it's very it's obvious in the movies they make, they were affected by that, whereas now, clearly, all the people that movies make are affected by old you know, television, yeah, yeah, 70s yeah. television, which yeah. they just keep remaking and remaking badly, which makes me upset, because I really... I heard they're doing The Six Million Dollar Man, and I think, you know, that was my dream, to remake that uh, I don't know how you make the six million. I think it'd be funny to make him the six million dollar man. That he actually is six million dollar man. He's just got like you know, like a finger. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, it cost a lot more. <laughs> well, they got to make it sixty or something. I think it's got to be more than that. With all million. the bionics, he had that arm, and you could run bionics legs at ninety miles an hour. Just Wouldn't that cost it, more? Just make, well, maybe it wouldn't these days. No, in that at that time, that was like a hundred million dollars. And that eye. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite show, besides The Magician. Are they redoing that show? I heard they were going to redo it. I hear about all the ones that I you know, get upset about because I'm not involved somehow, which makes me uh, angry. Okay. As a matter of fact, Martin Scorsese is making a documentary of SCTV, which is my favorite thing, and I, I'm so angry they're not interviewing me. <laughs> Why would they? Yeah. But it's just like, I have to tell you how much it meant to me, and yeah. it's like killing me that finally they're getting some recognition. But... Uh, you know, I'm not involved somehow because I've been talking about these guys. This is what built my of what I love about comedy. You know, tell Sarah uh, Martin Short and uh, <laughs> you know Martin Short, John Candy, <laughs> uh, Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara. I mean, these guys. I, I don't know why they weren't getting work all these years. Now people seem to John Candy was he was great right away. But um, I mean, you know, it's just so funny. Even in Home Alone, he's just good. You know, great. he's just so good. Great, he's just lovable. Like, yeah, and and I heard he was. That I love him on vacation. Real He's deal. Playing that that roller coaster guy. Yeah, I had this guy in uh, this guy John O. Hughes in here, and he was working with John Hughes. John O. Abrams was working with John Hughes, and he was telling me that was how he fell in love with John Candy. He had never they'd never met. They met on vacation. He had a small part, wrote it for him, Great. and he was just like, uh, oh, what is your name, sir?" <laughs> it, couldn't, it couldn't penetrate the skin, Clark. It couldn't yeah. penetrate the skin. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. He was. What is your name, sir? But I had already known him for so long. I mean, he was just my idol. And yeah. that show, for me, some kid told me about it in junior high. And he goes, you know, there's a better show than Saturday Night Live. And I'm like, It was on Glow late, late Friday? It was on, no, it started at 11 o'clock on Channel 9. Then they moved it to 1 a.m. after Saturday yeah, Night Live. Yeah, I remember it was late. Then yeah. they moved it uh, to take place of Letterman on Friday nights from 1230 to 2. Okay. They expanded it to 90 minutes and put it on NBC. Then it went to Cinemax. What did SC stand for? Second City Television. Second City Television. It was all based out of the Second City troupe Got in it. Toronto. And they just did the TV, but now, you know, Eugene Levy is uh, was underrated for a long time until he was finally in American Pie and stuff. And yep. Andrea Martin and Catherine O'Hara were really good comedic actresses, which mm -hmm. nobody was, you know, talking about. You know, you know, comedic actresses didn't exist besides Carol Burnett. Yeah, and nobody was talking about those two. 
talent. And Lucio Ball, you know, they're so far and few, and I can't believe those guys couldn't weren't getting a lot of work during the time, you know? Yep. So it was freaking me out. I don't know. I just needed I needed them to get their due. I and now they are. Well, so they got through it. Martin Scorsese, which is a pretty good deal. Anyway, Russ, you know, your website stinks. You have to upload Flash no, Player I, to do it. No, and I, nobody uh, knows where well, you're playing. Well, let me tell you, I just took it down. Oh. And I'm <laughs> uploading all the videos onto a YouTube channel, and that's it. Well, where, what about your dates that you're playing? You can Facebook me. Look at me. Look on Facebook. It's yeah, rarely I, on there either. <laughs> you're the worst. You're like all the girls I interview. They, their like websites the anti, stink. Yeah, I'm the anti-comic. Uh, so, all right. Well, he's playing nowhere. Cellar no, this you can weekend. totally see Russ at the cellar all the time. Yeah. yeah, Russ is usually at the cellar. If you look at the cellar site, he's always there on the weekends and yeah. that horrible Broadway comedy club. But I love you it. know, if you want to see sexy Russ, and uh, <laughs> you know, he's also awesome and he's a good friend and really super funny and he helped me out many times. Uh, and I really like him a lot. And nice. thank you so much for You're very coming welcome. here today. Fun. Really appreciate it. Okay. And uh, we'll see everyone next time on the Nightfly with All Dave right. Jessica. Everybody, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>